Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. And we are live on the Jacob Media YouTube channel. Harry Mays along with Barrett Brooks today on a Wednesday, July the 7th. Brought to you by Fritz and B and Cooley. And got a lot to get into today over the next two hours and ten minutes, Barrett. We're going to talk a lot of football because I know you're chomping at the bit. No question. You, you are just – you're in – you're like – you've been like uh, on a diet, you know, where, where it's like a no-food diet. You're All you've been <laughs> – allowed to take in is is liquids to keep you alive right and football is your food so we're going to allow you to eat today we're going to let the big dog eat and we got a couple of great guests coming on your way uh to help us out with that we're going to go down to dallas first of all at 11 30 and talk to rj choppy who's been doing radio down in the dfw area sports radio for a long long time and in fact he was a part or he's a part of that show that Jerry Jones appears on every week, the right. Shan and RJ show. Okay, and that's where that famous "Will you shut up?" was was <laughs> was uh, <laughs> met the world last year during the season. So we're gonna have a lot of fun to talk about with RJ and a lot of stuff about the Dallas Cowboys because they are the odds-on favorite to win the NFC East with the return of Dak Prescott. And then at 11 o'clock, we're going to be joined by Jeff Kerr, our buddy from CBS Sports, who's been on this show a few times. 12 o'clock, 12 o'clock. 12 12 o'clock, I'm sorry, 12 noon. And we'll talk some Eagles and NFC East with him. And then at 1230, it's going to get really loose because (laughs) our buddy, the real D Gunn, will join us, Derek Gunn, at 1230 and take us to the end. But So, Barrett, is that going to be enough for you today? Oh, no question, man. We need this. I mean, I'm going through withdrawals, man. Yes, I like baseball. I'm, you know, it's no, it's you America's- don't. No, we don't. <laughs> you don't have to say that on this show. See, well, see here's, here's up- the trap. There's a lot of sports people in this business feel that they have to say things, right? You know, because right, oh my right. god, I, I might lose a listener. Right. You know, if I say that I don't like <laughs> baseball anymore, you know what? I just tell you the truth, and I know that most people are out on baseball, so I don't even care about saying it anymore. Seriously, well, how much Philly, baseball Philly do baseball. you watch? Philly baseball, I don't watch. I mean, I don't, I don't, I, I can't watch it now. I mean, I started out beginning of the season, had high hopes. I mean, at least if, if we didn't have our, you know, our, our pitching woes, I know at least we have offense. I mean, we're supposed to be lighting it up right now. I mean, there's no way we shouldn't be having more runs scored, more people on base, and it's the exact opposite. Everything sucks. So mm-hmm. we can't play defense. We can't right. hit. We can't pitch. Yeah, our starters stink. are. The manager stinks, too. 
Our Imagine age would be a second or third. Yeah. yeah. And I thought he was going to be the same. I know, I know, because he was a big name, and we all thought, wow, this is going to add some credibility and some right. stability to this organization. He's going to whip these younger guys into shape. The veterans will buy in because he came from the Yankees and all this nonsense. Won a he has been a total disappointment, along no with most of the other players in this lineup. I mean, what is it, though, man? I don't understand what it is. I mean, you have players. You have arguably the best catcher in Rio Milto in the league, mm-hmm. and he can't do anything. Right. You know, I'm, come on now. You know, we have a pretty good outfielder who we're paying, what, $330 million for? Right. Yeah, a couple of hits last uh, last night. I know they put up some runs uh, in a couple of these last few games, but, I mean, seriously, this is, this is just the tease that they will typically do to us around, you know, July, all-star break time when you're heading towards that trade deadline stuff where it's like, wow – uh, you know they're making me. You know, are they making me believe that they could be buyers at the deadline instead of sellers? And all? Is there a we chance? go through the same crap every year. <laughs> they stink. They do, man. They and, do. And, and I and, and the I, game's I unwatchable. That. But how do we have, how do we as as as, Phil, as as Philadelphia fans we can't turn our back on them, man? And and they know this. Yeah. So that so they'll, they'll make us take this mediocrity. You yeah. know, what if we don't stand it anymore? What if we say, you know what, we're just well, I don't. On it. I don't stand it because I don't go. I don't talk about them. I don't watch them. So I am actually doing what everybody else should do. Look, okay. They, that, and they won't do that, man. Come no, on. They, they won't. won't do that. You look, know? look at the stream here. We got Ball 316 telling me that Otani is amazing. Yeah, true. <laughs> what does that do for me? Right. <laughs> Seriously. The last I looked, he plays in Los Angeles. Okay, right, with right. the Angels, right, like a team that's hardly ever on TV with Mike Trout. Yeah, great. They got two great players. They're not in the playoffs either. No, okay, no. no. <laughs> so what they're, does that do for me? They're, they're right outside the playoffs, just like we are. Yeah. So I mean, I'm. I, I. It's tough, man. It's tough, man. Because you know we have to talk all sports. That's one thing you taught me when I first got in this, man. You know, because I mean I was under your tutelage at first when right. I first got into you know to radio. And you told me, look, man, don't let them pigeonhole you. Even though the right. other guy, this guy's trying to tell you, hey, just talk, just talk, Eagles. Just talk right, 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 right. Nothing because that because that's where your line of expertise is. And oh, right, understand game of football. that. But- and we ever we all get that. But you can branch out. You love you love all sports. No, I'm question. just saying, don't feel obligated to mention baseball. For- I, 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 I feel it too. My feel it. What's up, mom? But I do feel <laughs> it, man. I'm like. Come on, man! Because I grew, I grew up, a, I grew up a St. Louis Cardinal fan. Like my pop, baseball was, heaven. Oh yeah, no you question. grew up in baseball heaven, man. It was unbelievable, man. In fact, I went to more baseball games. I never went to a pro football team until I went pro. Is that you? Never went to see the my, Cardinals when they were in uh, St. Louis. I went. I went into the locker football room. Cardinals. Yeah, I went to. I went to the Cardinals locker room, and I saw half the game from inside the tunnel. Because Vasek Hema brought me in there. I remember he gave okay. me my first pair of name pants shoes. That was my first time being in a stadium and watching football. So that was Old Bush Stadium. Yes, Old Bush right? Stadium. That yeah. was my first time. And the only reason I went is because my uncle used to go. And I and he just took me with him. And all the kids and all the people, fans be out there, they want tickets. Right. And I wouldn't want tickets. I'm like, you know, I, I didn't like football growing up. The only reason I played is because my mom made me play. Yes, Miss Brooks, Mama Brooks, the right. Mama one everybody Brooks. likes. Yeah. She she laid the the hat down on him. She made me play football because football was hard. I wanted to play basketball. I wanted to be wow. the next Charles Barkley. But long yeah. story long, but a great job out of Mama Brooks for seeing right, the light. Right, right. So she made me play because I wanted to quit. In fact, I did quit my junior year. I didn't play my whole junior year, and my mom was so disappointed in me. She made me work, man. I had to go work in a farm in a tomato farm. Wow. Worst time of my life. Oh, I knew after that, that I job. Would never, 
Bro, I had to pick tomatoes. Oh, like, you don't I've understand how hard, and that's hard because you go by uh, how many um how many of those um buckets or whatever they bushels. are bushels bushels how many probably, bushels yeah. you you get. And after a while, man, bushels get heavy, mm-hmm. heavy, and it's hot. It's hot. Sun beating down on you, picking these things. I'm like, yo, I can't do this for a living. I know. I'm man. I'm not that guy. You, you're just not gonna get that out of me, man. No way. You know. So, like I said, that was the only time I went. I went to baseball games. My pops was a, he was a baseball player. In fact, he could have went pro. Is that but right? He, yeah, he could have went pro, but he ended up going into the service just before he got the invite. You know what I mean? So he uh-huh. went to the service, went in the army, served in the army for uh 17 years. So right. you know that's that's what he did. But man, this he was always talking about baseball. He would watch baseball religiously. Well, yeah, I mean, time. back in the day, it was it was great. Right, I no mean, question. I was a huge baseball fanatic as a kid, and it, it, it maintained into my adulthood right up until you know. Probably around 2012 when the Phillies, you know, run ended abruptly. And then they just went, you know, into the abyss. And I've lost touch with the game. The game has changed. And I don't like hardly any of the ways ways it has changed. And I don't know that I'm ever coming back. (laughs) I'm serious. I've replaced it. Baseball, you've been replaced. It's like a, it's like an ex-girlfriend. Nah, I found somebody else. I'm right. not looking back. Right? <laughs> that lipstick just doesn't look as good no. on you anymore. Yeah. And exactly. It, and it has a lot to do with, you know, them just taking everything out of it, man. Mm-hmm. You know, the small ball, you know, they don't play small ball anymore. They don't try to go out and, 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 and you know, get on base, you know, sacrifices. And, right. You know, all those type of things. They don't do that anymore, man. You know, and, and with the shift and everything, it just makes a. Oh, uh, it's a, awful. A yeah, poor they, they brand should outlaw that. They, exactly. they could outlaw that. They could make they it only a certain amount of players in certain areas, you know. And and you know, there's a lot. I, basketball I guess they does could it. Do. Yeah, yeah, right. Basketball right, does it. Right. Football does it. You because all it. these other sports evolve with the times. Exactly. Exactly. And plus, right. time. Even talk, talking about time, it's three and a half to four hours to watch an average basketball game. Yeah. I don't have that much time in my no. life. The only thing that was worse than that was the match last night, which lasted, I think, five and a half hours. <laughs> and I was in it for a long time until the NBA game started, you know, a little after nine o'clock. And then I'm flipping back and forth, back and forth. And they played a, a, a round of golf. They didn't even go all 18 holes because uh, uh, Rogers and DeChambeau closed them out, uh, I think, with three holes to go or something like that. And they took five and a half hours. I mean, are no. you serious? You're asking people to tune into something for five and a half hours? No, I'm That's like that. watching Godfather 1 and Godfather 2 back to back. <laughs> the longest movies ever. Serious. The yeah, longest but at least movies they're good. Ever. Exactly. Like, I can sit here and watch Godfather 1 and Godfather 2 back to back and be entertained. Exactly. Even though I've seen them both 400 times. <laughs> I know what happens. Exactly. But I want to watch it because it's great stuff. But you know, I mean, watching Tom Brady play golf, I don't know if I can do that much, much more. I, I, I'd be out on. It. I, I, I tried to look at it for. I, I watched a, a little bit of it, and then I was like, you know what? I got other stuff that I could be doing right well, now. Well, your boy stuff. Aaron Rodgers showed up. It was basically the Aaron Rodgers show. Well, that's what he does, man. Because at this point, he's hot. He wants everybody to know I'm out here still. Mm-hmm. I haven't been to camp yet. Right. Look what you get if you get me. You get all of this. Right, yeah. All my my greasy long hair, my <laughs> ugly beard. He he looks like he just like like washed up off the shore. Right, like right. he was a castaway for like the last <laughs> eight weeks. You I don't even he, know if he took a shower. You know what he remind me of, man? I don't know. You're not a, you're not a fan of this, but I, I watched Batman, mm-hmm. The Dark Knight. Yeah. He reminded me of, you know, the dark night then when he went up, they, they put him in this hole, man, and he had to get out. Oh, he reminded me, he looked just like that dude back then, bro. Now trying to get him. 
which is that the one with Christian Bale? Yeah, Christian Batman? Bale. Okay. Yeah, Christian yeah. Bale. Okay, yeah. that was a yeah, that was it was called the Dark Knight, but it was a very dark yeah, version of Batman too. Like yeah, the was. whole movie kind of had a dark feel to it, didn't it? I love it, man. I watched yeah. I watched it the day before yesterday, man. I love no it. Good. Wow. Yeah, I'm that one. But yeah, I'm man, the baseball, I'm just out of in fact. We I think we gave it too much time right now. I, I, I totally agree. <laughs> and the Penguin AZ says on the stream, baseball is like the Ford Fiesta for Harry. Been long <laughs> gone. You're right about that. <laughs> you never but I tell lie, you, there, there was a there was a moment during that match last night. I don't know if you had caught it, where Brady and Rogers broke out in a game of catch, tossing football back and forth. The get out of here! I swear to God, it was super cool. And I tell you, I rewound it. I watched it two or three times because <laughs> the conversation that ensued while they're throwing the ball back and forth was. Aaron Rodgers noticing that Tom Brady no longer stands the same way in the shotgun as he did his entire career where he was kind of offset. Yep. Okay. With his right foot back, he's now more square to receive the snap in the shotgun. Mm -hmm. And he's talking to him about, yeah, I used to be, you know, I used to do that all the time and now I've changed, you know, this reason or for this and that. But the fact that Aaron Rodgers noticed that, like these guys, they're on a different level. They pick up everything. Yeah, it's funny you say that, man, because I was watching film uh, a couple months ago and I saw it also. And I think it's because they changed the game plan on what he does. Now, he used to be a dink and dunk guy, mm -hmm. but he has legitimate receivers to get down the field. So now he needs to be able to be in a position to use his waist and and, and, and throw off his waist because he's got to get the ball. he got to chuck it down the field, man. Mm -hmm. So because of that, he has to change a little bit of everything because when you have Mike Evans, a burner that can get right. outside and take it down the field, you got Chris Godwin, another burner. All this is, is intermediate pass. He used to just go to the tight end where it'd be dink and duck football, boom, boom, boom. You're just hitting these little receivers, you know, Wes Walker, all these little guys. Right. Well, now he had to change it now because he has guys that can go down the field, the vertical threat, and that's what they want. You know, Bruce Arians, B.A. wants the vertical threat. So he has to change up a little bit. And that just goes to show you that he wants to be great at all times. So he's going to refine his game as he gets older to, to, to compensate for this, to make sure he can do that, which makes him a great player still, man. Yeah, Still no, a great player. No question about it. And, uh, you know, just to see their their competitive juices in another sport is really interesting. I mean, these guys, you know, whatever they play, whatever they're doing, they're trying to win it. Like it means yeah, a no lot question. to win. And, and also, Ryan Jensen, I mean, he's not the best center as far as getting the ball to him. So he has to stay square. So if the ball goes to the left or right, he can react to it, you know, well, because he doesn't always get the ball back to him and he understands that. So that's another reason why he changed his stance. But also, he loves that guy, man. So he's not going to change. He's not going to change the center to make sure he gets it. He's going to change himself because his center is a real a hole, man. He is one of the most you know, talked about centers in a league because he's just a nasty player, man. He got a mm -hmm. nasty disposition. He wants to fight you and beat you down and make you quit in games. And you love players like that. Yeah. So what do you do? You make the best player in the game, the, the, one of the best quarterbacks to ever play the game, in fact, the best quarterback to ever play the game, change himself to – he changed himself so he can help the, uh, the center so he doesn't – you know, he's not as – you know, emphatic as far as, you know, going to the left or the right. He changed his game of what he does to compensate 
for his center because the center is such a badass. I remember you talking about him last season. Oh, no we, we started Love the him. show in middle of October. Love and him. you you brought him up several times over the course of the second half of the NFL season. Uh, he, I know he he immediately jumped out at you and was oh, a no guy question. that you just loved at the position. He oh. wants to fight. He wants yeah. to beat you down. Every, when you finish a game with him, you know you were in a game, man. So I love players like that, man. Mm-hmm. Love them. And love there were a couple awkward moments last night. I mean, this will be the it on the match uh, where there was some, you know, conversation or, or comments made is a better way to describe it about the Green Bay Packers and whether, uh, you know, Aaron Rodgers is going to be on the Green Bay Pack. Like, he was put in some uncomfortable situation. Right, right, right. And right. I thought he handled it really well. He kind of had a sort of a smirk on his face, and he wasn't going there, man. But I get the indication that he's coming back and he's going to play. He's going to play in Green Bay? I think so. Oh, he's not. He doesn't have a choice. He, there's no question that he has to go back to Green Bay because at this point, regardless of the GM or not, he just, you know, they're not going to let that type of player leave. You know, and that's, it's totally different from Carson Wentz's position. Right. Carson Wentz was an unproven commodity. You have a proven commodity in A-Rod. Mm-hmm. I mean, A-Rod is the second best quarterback in the league, man. So, you, I mean, they're not going to let say he's the best. I mean, some, yeah, right. I mean I, I'd still probably put – I mean, if you're going to – I'd toss a coin, him and Mahomes. Right. I mean, you right. can't lose. Exactly. <laughs> I'm talking yeah. for production right now and this year. We're not talking about long term because we understand A Rod is old. But right. as far as on the field production, what he brings to the game, there's no question, no question in our mind um, that that A Rod, you know, could be one A or one B, you know, and Mahomes yeah. being the other. All right, no let's question. Get, now let's uh, touch on the NBA uh, series before we get into full blown football over the next uh, ninety minutes or so. Uh, last night, you know, the Suns were favored by six, seven, seven and a half points, and then it came down uh, to about about five, I think, is where it went off at, uh, depending on where you got it, because Giannis was able to play last night. Okay, right, he was right. question, he was doubtful and he was questionable, and then all of a sudden there he is, uh, you know, a, a late. Uh, you know, not a late scratch, but a late ad. And all of a sudden you're thinking, wow, if he, if he can play, you know, this is a real a real game. Man, it wasn't. I thought, you know, once Chris Paul got going in the second quarter, um, he was just masterful last night. And Aiton is emerging as, as a star-type player. Booker, There's we no know, question. is a star already. Yep. Those three, that is, a, that is a really big three. No question. I mean, because they all complement each other. And yeah. it's back. I mean, I I like to always bring it back to the Sixers. That's the problem that the, the Sixers have. They don't mm-hmm. have that field general right. out there. Say what you want to say about Ben being a great distributor. Blah, 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 I, yeah, I'm, but he's not a general. He's no. not a general like that guy. That mm-hmm. guy can do everything for them as far as getting the ball where it needs to go. I mean, slowing down when they need to slow it down, speeding up when they need to speed it up, and going out there and score when he has to score. Right. There's a difference between having great vision and being able to make great passes. Exactly. And the difference between that and actually orchestrating the offense. Ben exactly. doesn't orchestrate offense. And that's a difference. <laughs> yes. You know what I'm saying? I mean, and not necessarily, you know, making making your own going out. If you can drive, you can make your own shot or take it out, you know, step back, make your own shot. I'm not even talking about the shot. I'm talking about his presence on the field, mm-hmm. being the general, articulating the offense, putting people where they need to go, telling people you need to do this. I mean, when you have a a, a a player coach like that on the on the court, it just makes you a more confident player. Now, I think another thing is, you know, if you look at it, they they I think the Bucks sat back and started star watching, kind of the same thing 
that um you know the Hawks did when when Young came back. Right. They start star. All right, when are you going to take over the game? Which leads to you know look at you know the point production. Holiday man, he should have took the game over. Yeah, he was he not should've, good last night. Exactly. He should have made. What, that's how you combat a guy like CP3. You got to make him play defense. Mm-hmm. Make him go out there and 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 expend enough energy like he's doing on the offensive side of the ball, on the defensive side of the ball. Holiday didn't do it. He didn't give it to him, man. He's yeah. got to play more consistent. You know, he's yeah. got to play more consistent. And I know Middleton, you know, got what he had 29 last yeah, night. Yeah, he Took hit a lot 29. of shots, but yeah. he does a lot of dumb things. Oh. He really does. He he cannot be your second best player if you're no. a team that's going to win a championship. Exactly. He really, exactly. he's just not complete enough. And uh, like you said, Holiday, you know, did not have the greatest of games. Giannis gave it, a, you know, all he had. He only played what he played, 35 minutes, was it? Yep, 35 um, minutes. He had 17 rebounds. Yeah, yeah, really good. But the, the, the bottom line is, is that the three stars uh, for the Suns outplayed the three stars, uh, you know, for the Bucks. It's that simple sometimes. And have, did, yeah. did you know, I mean, I told you this stat yesterday, over the last 17 NBA champions, 12 of the last 17 went one game one that went on to win the series. Wow. So advantage Suns. Uh, that, you know, with that, that next level stats you get from Harry. Yeah. Well, I got next this level. too. I got more stuff here today. Of course, Chris Paul's a 16 year veteran in the league, right? Yeah. Uh, yep. He had 32 points and nine assists. He passed LeBron James as the oldest player in the NBA Finals history to have 32 and nine in a game. And he's the first player with at least 30 points and eight assists in a Finals debut. Since that guy named Michael Jordan did it back in 1991, <laughs> that's pretty incredible. Twelve that's of nineteen fun. from the field, four of Believe. seven from three, and all those assists. You know, he's he's the story. Uh, you know, him. You know, never really getting far into the playoffs, and now you know at this advanced stage, you know, taking over this new team, and really giving you know these all these young players sort of the the leadership that they need. It's kind of a exactly. cool story if he ends up with the ring. No question. You know, even with the coach also, you know, the, the relationship yeah. he has with the coach, um, you know, it. everybody thought Chris Paul was just washed up, you know, and, and, right. and just from, from from a production standpoint, he allowed the team to, 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 to grow and he just grew around the team. Now the team is looking to him, you know, that but they know Devin Booker is the star. Right. But he even he's looking at Chris Paul for leadership, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, that's and roll. They run the pick and roll. It's it's, it's deadly. <laughs> no that question, Aiden, Aiden is really impressing me, man. That guy's got such like athleticism and no speed question. for a big man. And to me, he's starting to develop his game. Like he's got a Euro step. Now, yeah. You know, he started to shoot from the outside. And he's those getting real things- good at the rim, like, you know, finishing yeah, at yep, the rim. Yep. You exactly. Know? And those are things that. Just like Embiid, Embiid did the same thing. His game mm-hmm. went from this to this just by doing little things like the Euro step, um, finishing. You know, understanding that you know when you shoot free throws, when you make them, that's just like ten or fifteen extra points that you didn't have to work for. Yeah. You know, so I mean, Aiden, man, he in front of our eyes in this playoffs, man, he's turned into a major star, mm-hmm. a major star. Just like Capella did the same thing, he turned yep. into a major star. Even when he left, we left Houston and went to the Hawks. He turned into he's turned into a major star simply because his relationship with his with his point guard with his point guard yeah and you know relationship with his point guard yeah and and he's also great defensively all right the stream is going crazy here uh, there are a lot of comments about Charles Barkley last night who was doing some of the commentary uh, on the match and one of his famous quote that, that probably went viral I don't know if you heard this 
Uh, but J Joey B and several others are pointing out on the stream. They show they're, they're in Montana playing golf, right? So there's wild wilderness around. There's a bear, literally a brown bear, I guess it was, or um, near one of the greens messing with the cables. You know, they have to run cables to get the broadcast through. Right. This, you know, it looks like it, it looks like a golf course in a national park. Is what it looked like last night. <laughs> All right. So they've got this big hookup of cables wrapped around a tree limb, and this bear's like poking around, kind of a smallish bear, but a but a bear nonetheless. Right. And they they got it on camera, and Charles comes over and he's doing the voice voiceover, and he's like, he's like, yeah, a lot of wildlife out here. I saw a couple cougars last night, man. <laughs> <laughs> and, he's, and he says, a uh, whole lot of wild animals up here. <laughs> And of course, he's talking about women that right. go out at the hotel or whatever. And everybody, it was a, this uncomfortable, like, uh, like should we laugh? Right, like, right, is it right, cool right. to laugh here or not? Is this okay? Is is this politically okay? Right. Are we going to get in trouble? Right. <laughs> oh, it was great. It was total Charles being Charles. Hey, Zan, can we get that? Xander, can we get that up? I wonder if we can get it. Oh, uh, if we could get that soundbite, that would no be question, incredible. Man. Yeah, I'd I'd love to play it. Maybe we maybe it would be during you know if we get video, you could see the bear. Right. It was actually pretty cool. I mean, it's literally like you know maybe twenty yards from this green on this golf course. By the way, this golf course it looks beautifully, visually stunning. I would never want to play it. Why is that? I could probably lose like a box and a half of balls. <laughs> Seriously. But, I would I would I would go broke. I probably I probably uh do this show for free if I went out there because I'd lose so many balls. <laughs> exactly. All right, we got a couple minutes here before we got to take a, our first break, and then we'll have RJ Choppy uh coming uh to us from Dallas Fort Worth. And he's covered the Cowboys for a long, long time. He's actually a Tennessee alum. We can even ask him about, you know, a little college football because they got a new head football coach down yes, there. Yes, yes, yes. Um, Barrett. So I know you love to talk some college. We can do it both with RJ. Uh, but give give me and the and the audience an idea of what you really want to hit on with the Cowboys and then, of course, with Jeff Kerr with the Eagles. What are the main things you want to dive into? Defense, man. Defense. You know, they went out and got, you know, Parsons, Michael Parsons, linebacker from from Penn State. Penn State. Yeah. Arguably the best linebacker in this draft. Um, you know, you're pairing him with with you know, two other pretty good lines with Van Der Esch. You know, you got Jalen Smith yeah. and that defense, man. You know, I want to see what they're going to do on a tail end. Uh, they would got got Kazi from from uh, from Atlanta. You know, Quinn is, is is now the defensive coordinator. How is that going to work, man? You know, that's, that's what I want to know, bro. So I, I got a bunch of questions for him. I want to bring right. it and, and of course, too, with with Jerry Jones, Dak Prescott, that whole relationship. Yeah. Like, here, here's the thing I'm wondering too, and I want to see what you think about this since. The Jimmy Johnson and Troy Aikman, Emmett Smith, you know, uh, Michael Irvin era ended. It has been Jerry Jones's team. Yep. It's the identity of the Cowboys has been and ends with Jerry Jones. Even when Parcells was there for a little bit, it was it was Jerry. And I think that's obviously been the problem. Like, yep. is it ever going to be Dak Prescott's team now that he's the franchise quarterback and has gotten his contract? Because I think that's that would be a real important step. No question. For them no. to, you know, stop being the Cowboys that we've known for the last I don't really care that they win, but I'm just saying from their perspective. Well, you know, sometimes, you know, you don't you you can't be the spearhead of the team, you know, and and you know, you're making all the decisions and, and it's it's the guys on the field that dictate whether you're gonna win or lose. Mm -hmm. You know, at the end of the day, nobody really cares what Jerry says is production on the field, and until 
you know, he understands that it's gonna be too, it's gonna be rough for him. Even you know, like it was when I was with the Steelers. Mm-hmm. Once they handed the reins to Ben, it became Ben's team. Even with that vaunted great defense, even the defense understood that the quarterback had to be the captain of the ship. He had to help him drive. He had to help him get things going. So, I mean, you know, it's not necessarily what management is doing. It's what your guys on the field are doing. And Jerry, he's too stuck on himself. You know, he's building these, you know, $2.5 billion stadiums, and he's more worried about making sure he's got somebody in there doing something and renting it out to them each and every day than what the production on the field is. You know, he doesn't really care about that. Well, he knows how to market the team. He's incredible at it. And they've got him back on hard knocks, too, which we have to talk to RJ about. I think this is their third appearance uh, on Hard Knocks, which yep. Hard Knocks has had some hard times over the last couple of years. The ratings keep going down and down. People are disinterested in it uh, because it really, you know, th- there's few great moments or funny moments because the, all these teams now are so afraid to show you anything, you know, and and players, you know, don't really want to become that guy. You know what I'm saying? It's, yeah, it's kind of tough. Well, at the end of the day, man, you know, it's, it's – it's, I have an innate hatred for 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 Dallas and Jerry Jones simply because of Jerry Jones. I, the players on the team, they just they left that that fantasy type that I came into the league and I saw. You know, can you imagine being out on the field and you're looking across at Emmitt Smith, right? Are you looking at Troy Aikman or you know, Deion you got Mike, Sanders, Deion Sanders, yeah. Michael Irvin out there? You know, they lost Charles that. Haley. Yeah, you know the, the El Gato, right. the, the cat. I mean, I mean you. All those guys, man, they were, they were, they were, they weren't sideshows. They were the show. They were the show. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, you know and now they, Jerry's the show. Right. So we'll Jerry's talk to RJ here in a couple of minutes. Right now, we're going to take a short time out and we'll be back with more on the middle right here with Harry Mays and Barrett Brooks on the Jacob Media YouTube channel. If you missed any of today's show on the Jacob Media channel, listen to the podcast on your way home. Available on YouTube, Apple, and Spotify. Ah, the savoring taste of a good bag of beef jerky is so enjoyable at any time of the day, as long as you can find it. Here's what we suggest. Pure Bull Beef Jerky is our answer, and soon it will be yours. Locally produced in the Philadelphia region, this high-quality, healthy protein snack is easy to secure. Go to Steersnacks.com, and you'll see hot garlic, tropical heat, Pure Bull Dry Rub, and our favorite, Huck and Fod. What's that? Huck and Fod. Go now to Steersnacks.com. In the Wildwoods, our free beaches are spacious and welcoming with plenty of room to spread out. Your seat will be waiting for you when you're ready to visit. The Wildwoods, creating cherished family memories for generations. Attention women of South Jersey and the Delaware Valley. Sign up right now with our lady NRA instructor, Nayara Andrzak, who will teach you gun safety as part of this three-hour safety class, which is being held at Delaware Valley Sports Center in Philadelphia. For information, drop an email to info at DelawareValleySportsCenter.com. That's info at DelawareValleySportsCenter.com. Learn the fundamentals at Delaware Valley Sports Center. You can't miss. Are you looking for a place to track your action, purchase picks, and share your sports betting analysis with the gambling community? Check out Book It Sports, a social media platform with an unparalleled experience catered for the sports betting community. On the Book It Sports app, you can track all your NFL, NBA, and college basketball picks while getting real-time updates and injury reports all in one convenient place. Start building your following today and stand out amongst your friends by downloading the Book It Sports app on their Apple and Google Play stores. 
Let's cash some tickets and put it on Book It. The International Brotherhood of Electrical Workers, Local Union 98, is a proud sponsor of The Labor Show with J. Doc and Krause every Saturday night from 6 to 8 p.m. IBEW Local 98's highly trained and superbly skilled electricians are the best in the business, setting the highest safety standards in the electrical industry. So when you're planning your next industrial, commercial, or residential project, choose an IBEW Local 98 union contractor. Learn more at IBEW98.org. And welcome back to the Jacob Media YouTube channel. Harry Mays, Barrett Brooks on the middle. Aton out today. And uh, with Aton being out, we thought we'd go deep into our all-star uh, lineup. Today we want to talk a little NFC East. We're talking football today. And whenever you talk football in the NFC East, you got to talk Dallas Cowboys. And lo and behold, they are back on Hard Knocks too, which was just announced in the last couple of days. So we got a lot to get to with our first guest, and he is R.J. Choppy from down in DFW. And, of course, he's on the Shannon R.J. show, which you can hear uh, every weekday on 105.3 The Fan. And I got to ask you about your show, too, because you guys made some big news. You kind of make big news basically every time Jarrah <laughs> takes to the microphone on the show. But we had some fun last season with this on this show. Uh, we, we played the audio and, you know, it's every now and then I like doing a little Jarrah Jones impression. And it was just fantastic where he just basically told, I believe it was Shan. He's like, will you just shut up? <laughs> that was just unbelievable. I mean, what, what, is, what is that like every week? Do, do you do you have to prepare for that segment at all? Um, Yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah. yeah? Uh, okay. We, yeah, because we don't want to sound like uh, you know like idiots when we're, when we're interviewing them. Right. Uh, so yeah, absolutely, we have to prepare for it. It's you know the, for the most part, it's a lot of uh, you know it, it's it's the Tuesday after the game. Right. Right. So we're still talking a lot of the game, and it's given him that twenty four hour rule that he likes to use uh, to get over it. Because if we talked to him on Monday. It'd be an entirely different show, right? Uh, for him and for us, but yeah, there's there we we got to prepare. You know, so it, it, sometimes it's easier than others. Uh, you know, yeah. like last year was more difficult. You know, we had to uh, you know prepare going into the day, but sometimes when it's a when it's a big game and they blow something, it's cake. But other times right. it's more difficult. Well, you know, in saying that, and understand that Jerry's Jerry's team, and and Jerry dictates, you know, um, everything that comes out of that place, man. How do you guys create a connection with the players, you know, when he's just, you know, over everybody and making sure he's monitoring everybody what's going on? Well, I mean, he doesn't – I think there's a little bit of a misconception on that. Um, you, you know, the players the players do their own thing, and there, there's oh. a whole – yeah, I mean, there's a whole lot of uh, – there's a lot of connections. Now, we don't have – you know, my show, we don't go out to the practices all that much. Mm -hmm. uh, as soon as our done with the show, I mean, the Cowboys have practices sometimes during our show or just after our show. And it's just it's just kind of difficult. It's 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 about forty minutes away from our studio, so it, it's kind of a, a pain to get up there. So we haven't developed a ton of relationships with the players, but a lot of the media does, mm -hmm. and you know, a lot of the media has has quite a bit of relationships with these guys. You know, Jerry speaks uh, after every game for the most part. And then with us in, on Tuesdays and Fridays, and really that's that that that's really all he does. Hmm. 
What is the level? Obviously, there's ex- expectations every year, in, you know, in any NFL- NFL city, but it's, you know, especially places like Dallas, what is it like this year? Uh, knowing, you know, how bad last year was McCarthy in his second year, but now you got the quarterback signed. Uh, what is the level of expectation uh, for this season? You know, I'm not going to say it's uh, normal. Normally around here, it's Super Bowl uh, expectations. At least that's what, you know, the Cowboys like to project um, around because they still think it's 1995. Um, but you know, I think the expectations for this year is is a postseason with with some movement. Mm-hmm. The way the NFC East is, this is not the greatest division in the world. Uh, they have the best quarterback of the division by a considerable margin. They should make the postseason. They should right. win the division. Uh, I think they have a better chance of winning the division than they do making the wild card. Because mm-hmm. if they don't win the division, I, I can't see Washington going ten and what is it, ten and seven now. So. If you don't win this division, you're probably below 500. And right. I can't see them making the wild card without winning this division, uh, even though I guess there's no 500 team anymore. So that's the expectation. Win the division and see what happens. Well, you know, looking at um, looking at the roster, what they did over the you know offseason, they went out and got Michael Parsons. You know, just specifically from the defensive side of the ball, they got Michael Parsons. They went out and got uh, Kazee from, from Atlanta. You know, Quinn's now the defensive coordinator, you know, so – there's a higher expectation now for him, but I mean, I don't see the pass rush being like, you know, they had in the past, you know, yeah, they got Demarcus Lawrence, you know, but I mean, I don't see the guys that used to heat it up from the outside, you know, that I saw in the past, you know, so how are they going to compensate for that? That's a good question. Um, you know, I, I think last year, I don't know what to make of last year's team because I mean, obviously they had a new coach in, there was, there was not a big offseason, uh, and, and quite frankly, Mike Nolan, his system just wasn't working here with the players that he had. He had guys that were trying to fit in two gaps that weren't two-gap guys, and, and you know, they it was just a big mess that they had here. Uh, from a pass rush standpoint, you know, Tank and Randy Gregory aren't terrible. Right. Uh, they, they, they can win their individual pass rush matchups. Uh, the problem is they don't really get to the quarterback. You know, like they'll beat their guy one on one. They'll create pressures. They'll create hits, but they don't finish the play. Now, I mean, is is that the end all be all? I mean, you know, they can move the quarterback over the pocket and hope uh, a rush from the middle gets him. I mean, there's a lot of different things that can go on there. Yeah, but just those two. Yes, Senna Smith. Yeah, you know, yeah. absolutely. Definitely. So, so they uh, they they have the ability to do that. It's just a matter of you know finishing the play. And, cre- and 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 creating the sack and 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 that defensive pass rush that this team has or doesn't have is is it was a problem last year. Well, now obviously, you know, Dak missed uh, the majority of the season last year with a really horrific injury. Um, I had a similar one, but I was 52 years old when I had mine, <laughs> and my recovery was uh, long and, and probably still going through it. Uh, but what is the status of Dak? Do you think he'll be good to go to start the season as close to 100% as possible? Or is this going to be sort of, a, you know, the first couple weeks sort of, you know, you know, gradually getting to 100%? I think he's pretty close to 100. Um, I'm not going to say he's at 100 for one. I mean, I haven't really seen him in person all that much. But the other thing is, you know, at any time with these injuries, I don't even think they know if they're 100% until they get up for that first tackle. Yeah. Uh, and until they get hit on it. And, and you know, that that's the biggest thing. To me, the injury, the health, the stability of the ankle is one thing. I think that's fine. 
you know, the, whatever whatever the mental hurdle is, if there even is one, but whatever that mental hurdle is, that's the that's the one that we won't know until what, what the second week of September. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, and I, and I just don't know that there's any way to to find that out in preseason or training camp when, you know, quite frankly, they don't hit anymore. They don't play preseason games. They don't play starters or preseason games that much. Well, you know, we, we we were talking about this a little bit before you came on, but how is Jerry Jones's show? Well, with Dak coming back, um, the expectation is that he, you know, he's going to be pretty good. Will it be his team? Can he can he be um, Mister Mister Cowboy, Mister Dallas, and 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 you know, like outshine Jerry? Will Jerry allow that to happen? Dak, um, yes. I mean, it, look, it's already his locker room. Right, it's already his locker room. Right, Dak walked from, from the moment he played. Uh, basically, with the moment Kellen Moore got hurt, not even when Romo got hurt. Right, the, you know, because when Romo got hurt, Kellen Moore was still the guy. From the moment Kellen Moore got hurt in training camp in Oxnard, California, that was Dak's team. He owned that locker room. This is one of the great leaders in the game. Like uh, you know, at least the, that has come through here. He's fantastic. Uh, he owns that locker room. Jerry pays the bills, but Dak owns that locker room. And 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 from a fan base perspective, uh, you know, it, it's – I think the Jerry aspect, I think they don't, a lot of the fans here don't really say, oh, this is Jerry, Jerry, Jerry as the overlord. They look at it as, you know, is it McCarthy's team? Is it Dak's team? How does that work? You know, who's the best player on the team? So I think it is Dak's, uh, quite frankly. Let's talk about McCarthy. Uh, rough year for him last year. I never really understood the uh, hiring of you know Nolan as the defensive coordinator, and obviously they've moved on. They realized that was a mistake. Uh, how how big of a year is this for McCarthy? Because if they get off to a slow start, you know there was rumors he was on a hot seat at the end of last season. Uh, what's his status right now, and how dependent on a on a good start is it? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, you know, I don't know what to make of last year. Like, do you throw the last year out? Like, anytime you don't have a quarterback, right. what are your odds of winning games? Uh, you know, not very good. Um, I, I also don't think I, – I didn't necessarily understand the hire Mike Nolan either. I didn't understand the hire Mike McCarthy, to be honest with you. <laughs> right. Uh, <laughs> you know? So, uh, you know, for me, I'm, I'm, I'm already – like, he was a dead man walking before he even got here. Right, with uh, Aaron Rodgers, yeah. But – yeah, I mean, so I mean, the guy went. The guy had Aaron Rodgers went to one Super Bowl, I, and that was a decade ago. And I'm like, come on, guys, what are we really doing here? So there's a million other people that were qualified that that hadn't been given a chance. But look, he's here now, uh, and and you know, you root for, at least you know I'm rooting for him to have success, uh, even though I, I I think that he is on somewhat of a hot seat. And I think the reasoning, and and if you look back at uh, the Jason Garrett tenure, Jason Garrett had some subpar seasons, but Jason Garrett's family. Mm-hmm. And Mike McCarthy's not family. Mike McCarthy right. is, a, is a hired gun, and right. and and whatever, even if that's cheesy, and and it is cheesy, that's Jerry. Like Jerry's yeah. uh you know, he's got that sort of cowboy family uh, mantra, uh, and and I and I honestly think he can't wait to give that job to a Jason Witten or uh, mm-hmm. or, or somebody of that ilk. Family didn't buy Doug Peterson all that much time after he won a Super Bowl here in Philadelphia. <laughs> no. They got him up out of here. Yeah, man. Um, you know, just looking at that team and the way it's constructed, um, I, I really thought that they were going to go into uh, the next, you know, at least the next four years, you know, with, with Ezekiel Elliott being the spear, you know, of, of that whole offense. 
And it looks like, you know, they're, they're, they're kind of fading away from him a little bit. You know I mean? Do you think they, you know, turn the page on him or, you know, is he, is he going to get back to being the Ezekiel that we've seen, you know, where they trust him running the ball 25 times a game, you know, especially with Tony, carry. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Tony Pollard's pretty good also, you know, but will he be that volume carry that they need? Great, great description to him, Harry, a volume carrier again. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's a good question. Um, you know, one of the things we never saw with McCarthy before he got here was him. We never saw him without one of the two or three best quarterbacks in the league. Right. We also never saw him with a running back, the caliber of Zeke, right? Unless I'm forgetting mm-hmm. somebody in green Bay, which no. I, you know, I don't, I don't think so. No. Um, so it was, <laughs> yeah, no, right. Uh, I don't think we're going to see the 2016, 17 Zeke again. I think the Cowboys have have uh, ad, you know they've kind of moved past uh, that style of football. It's kind of more old school. Now we'll see him carry it twenty five times if they're winning, right? And they got to run out the clock and I pass think that, to get that, the league and then run to keep the league. The yeah, lead. yeah, yeah. I think that's what you're going to see, uh, and that's fine. Uh, but uh, yeah, just like starting out saying, "Yeah, hey, we're just going to hand him the rock 25, 30 times a game, no matter what." I don't think the Cowboys are there. I don't think that's where they are. And plus, you know, and I do think Zeke can handle it. But Zeke also has, it seems like, lost something. Lost a step. Or maybe more importantly, um, the the world-class offensive line he had at the beginning of his career isn't as world-class as it used to be. It's still good. Mm-hmm. You know, Zach, Martin, Zach Martin's the best player on this team. If you were to just look at the overall, like, who's the best at what they do on this team? It's probably Zach Martin. And Tyron's yeah, there. pretty good, too. Connor's pretty good. Tyron, you know, Tyron's good when he's healthy. He's fantastic. Right. Um, you know, but they've got some other guys in that line that that have some some question marks, and that's going to impact Zeke. Pretty tough start here at Tampa Bay and at the Rams to start off the season before uh, you guys welcome our Philadelphia Eagles in there for what is that? Is that a uh, that's a Monday night game? We yeah, three. Well, we, you know, yeah. we we like to call Tampa and the Rams uh, starting as win win. Uh, that's how we're looking at it down here. I mean, yeah, you know, we know Tom Brady doesn't care about the regular season or the first four games. They never did in New England. Right. Uh, they, they somehow only beat one team with a winning record last year. I have no idea how that. And then the Rams. I mean, I don't even know what to make of them. I think they're so talented. I have no idea yeah. what to make of Matt Stafford. Like Matt Stafford just simply can't beat teams with winning records ever. Uh, but I mean, then again, he was in Detroit, so right. It's a tough start. You're right. It is a tough start, though. No, that's. The Eagles, we're, we're we're sitting the same way, man. Yeah. It's, it's tough for us all around, man. But um, just looking at this division, and uh, you know, whoever you know, you're gonna have to, anybody from this division that makes the playoffs has to win the you know playoffs because, like you said, nobody's gonna be able to be a wild, wild card, card yeah. game at all, yeah. Yeah. at all. But who do you see, you know, as as a, a team that you know Dallas is gonna have to really look at? You know, is it the Giants with Jones and the weapons that they have with Galladay and all those guys? Or is the Washington football team, they just got Samuels, you know, Fitz, Fitz Magic is, you know, at the helm right now. And that defense is pretty good, man. They got some real players on that defense. Who do you see as far as the team that, um, that, that you know, Dallas probably looking over their shoulder at? Man, that defense is very good in Washington. Um, you know, I like Fitzpatrick. Fitzpatrick, for four games, four or five games, looks like the best dang quarterback in the NFL. Right. And then for four, and then for four or five games – that is Sam Bradford reincarnated. Right. <laughs> it's, it's really, really odd. Uh, I, I think Washington is probably the team that, that we're most looking at as a threat. And, and you know what's going to happen. 
we're going to be way wrong on that, and Washington's going to be terrible, and the Giants are going to, you know, bring their pesky little heads up there with Daniel Jones and be good. Saquon Barkley back. Yeah, yeah, Barkley back, or or you know, uh, you know, Philadelphia. Wouldn't surprise. It would probably surprise me if Philadelphia wins. Just because it just sounds like there's more turmoil there than. Then, then maybe they're actually – it just sounds like from afar, it just sounds like there's turmoil there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, whether or not you believe in Jalen Hurts or not, which right. I, I don't know. I don't know how you guys feel about that. Boy, yeah, turmoil. I don't know where you'd ever get that from afar yeah. looking at this. I mean, you know, not a yeah. Super Bowl winning head coach gets fired three years after winning a Super Bowl. The head, the, you know, the franchise quarterback just begs his way out of town and gets traded back to the, where his old uh, offensive coordinator was. Nah, no, no turmoil here. No, <laughs> nothing to see here. The, the scout won't even shake the GM's hand right. in the middle of the draft room. <laughs> right. I mean, Did you see that? Did you see I me? Mean, oh, that was don't we air in our, our dirty laundry like that, that was man? Great. <laughs> that was one of the highlights of the draft, RJ. Are you kidding me? It was. That, it was. that to go with uh, two years ago. Was it two years ago when Minnesota, they got a, the camera on the Minnesota Vikings war room and the Eagles passed on Jefferson to take Rager and they basically just acted like they won the Super Bowl. Right? Yeah, it's, it's crazy. It's crazy. You know, I don't like, you know, I, it's funny to see the, the you know, the, 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 the GM and the scout not like, you know, shake hands or whatever. Even though right. we all know, we've all been in those situations where you have a disagreement with your coworker. Right? It doesn't mean you hate your coworker. It just means you no. disagree with them. On and everybody's competitive. Just, everybody's it's yes. a competitive environment. You know, you don't work in that building, uh, and you don't work in the building that we work in without having some kind of competitive fire. And it's, I think most people are like that. Right. No question, man. But I just, you know, I just love that you know football is right around the corner, man. And looking at this Eagles team and comparing them to, you know, what 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 the Cowboys are doing and RGM being what he is, you know, I mean, how do you guys look at Howard Roseman from <laughs> from outside the city? You know, what do you guys look at him as? I am in the vast minority. I like Howie. Um, mm-hmm. I, I'm a. I like the. I like. I think he's got a good perspective on the process that it is to build a team. Oh, we can't say process. We can't say process. Yeah, the process, that's a bad bad word. I know. I know. know. Even though old Sam built a dynasty in the making with with the Sixers. Right. can't say the process. But, you know, I I like the fact that he's a risk taker. Mm -hmm. That he's, he's like, if this is the right move, if I feel this is the right move and it doesn't work out, I can live with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I like that about him. Uh, so I, I do like Howie uh, as a GM. One last one for RJ Choppy, and you can follow him on Twitter at RJ Choppy. I know you're a Tennessee alum, and they've gone through some football coaches over the last couple of years. They got a new one in there now. What's your outlook on the Volunteers in the SEC going forward here? My outlook is I am out looking for a new team. Uh, that's, that's, that's my You're out looking. <laughs> that is crazy, man. Look, I, mean, that... I never thought I would say this. I was, uh, I was there uh, for Peyton's senior year. I was there for the national title team as a student. Um, I, I never thought we would be a basketball school. Yeah, isn't that crazy? But, but we're a, and, a, and a baseball school. But we are a basketball and college baseball school right now, and it, wow. it's pretty. It's pretty tough. I do a lot of college football on the weekends, man. And my favorite place to go, man, and one of the favorite favorite stadiums I've ever been in, is you guys' stadium, man. That 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 Neal is stadium, yeah. yeah. That is a beautiful man, when right it's off rocking. You know? yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, you got the when yachts out there. 
But but I mean, you guys had some players go through there, like Alvin Kamara. You know, what I mean, why don't why do you guys run him? Or I mean, I've seen some talent go through Tennessee that yeah was crazy. But you know, and 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 we go out and get you know our, our, what was it twelfth round pick? We go out and get Derek Barnett. Well, Derek Barnett, twelfth pick overall. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. he's got some yeah, stuff I, he's got to do this year. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, he was a, he was a fantastic player in college, Derek. Yeah. Uh, but Tennessee had Alvin Kamara. They couldn't figure out how to use him. Yeah, unbelievable. You know, they, they they barely play, played Jalen Hurd over him, who wound up being a tight end in his next stop at Baylor. And it's like, guys, what are we doing here? We got one of the most dynamic. I mean, ridiculous. Oh, did we lose the connection with RJ? Oh, no, yeah, I think we lost. Oh, man, that's crazy, man. Yeah, that's man. absolutely yeah. crazy, man. Well, hey, man, we appreciate right, it, right, Jake. Thanks for thanks for jumping on, man. We appreciate. It. We'll touch base during the season, hopefully. No question, man. No question, man. Give us a ring, bro. Let's do it. We'll, we'll let we'll, right. we'll let fun. you know about the process, okay? Yes, <laughs> the process. Let's do it. All right, RJ. Thanks so much. Take it easy, man. There he is, RJ yeah. Choppy down in DFW. And I talk about that. He's talking about doing that Jerry Jones show right on Tuesdays. Right, Jerry needs a day, you know, like between the game <laughs> and when he's going to talk to the media. I, I need a day to decompress. <laughs> you know, I got to get my Josh wine and just sort of relax and reflect, and get some perspective. Right. <laughs> man, that's, you know, that's, it's got to be a layup. Yeah. yeah, that's. That's a that's a layup, man. To do do, you know, sports down in Dallas. You know, when yeah. it comes to the Cowboys, that would be a layup, man, because he just gives you too much. He I makes know. it too easy. You know, way too easy. It's kind of like I I would imagine what it would have been like to do like New York radio back when the right. Yankees were great guns and Steinbrenner. Steinbrenner right. was like, you know, he was he forced himself and he was all over the media, like, and <laughs> he was somebody to talk about. It's like we don't talk about our owner. No, you know, never. and when we do, it's like kind of like he says something kind of weird once a year, and you're just like, oh, please go away, you know. The gold standard, you know, yeah, right. Get, they give yeah. you a little cliche stuff uh, and just leave it out there. Emotional intelligence, right. you know, this kind of stuff. Like every once in a while, he gives you one of those things, right? But it's never very entertaining. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, every once in a while, you know, he'll give you one thing, one little nugget that we'll beat on for an entire year till he gives right. us the next one. <laughs> Sort of like, next well, like Howie, too, you know, uh, you know, like pepperoni or sausage, you know, like he gives you a couple of those quotes <laughs> and you jump on it for a while. And now we got Sirianni with the rock, paper, scissors thing, you know, I mean, gold, man. Hopefully he wins the game week one and we can forget about that. Oh, for we good. got to. Man. Okay. He, he's got to do something like that, man. Just take our minds off that, you know, next thing we're talking about Uno or something, you know. Right. He's got to give us more than that. But. I mean, you look, you know, look what he said, you know, what RJ said, bro. At this point, it's like mass hysteria. You know, the outside looking in Philadelphia and us in our fishbowl. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're, they're thinking, it's, you know, it's mass hysteria. Out here. Turmoil like, is what he used, is yeah. the word he used. Yeah. What, what yep. are we doing? You know, I that's know. where outsiders look at us. That's like, that's like me when I was younger. I never wanted to embarrass my dad. Never. You know what I'm saying? Right. So I was going to conduct myself out in the streets. Like I had some sense because eventually it would get back to my. It would get back, yeah. Right. Well, I don't see you know us as an organization doing that. We just air our dirty laundry out there for everybody to see. You know, mm-hmm. nobody should have known about the process. It should have been behind closed doors right. about the process. 
but we just did it so everybody can see it. The defensive I mean, coordinator retired. The off the <laughs> the head coach gets fired, and the freaking franchise quarterback wants out of town. I love how you said he begged his way out of town. Yeah. He absolutely begged his way yeah. out of town. I'm not. I don't. I want out of here, man. I'm not coming back. I don't care if it's Nick Sirianni or you know or Nick Kale. I'm not playing yeah. for him. Not well, here. Who does that? Though, I want man. Frank Reich. How does that happen? You know, Incredible. how do we, I mean, I mean, you see what Green Bay, Green Bay's like, nah, he's not going anywhere. Right. Hey, Rod, you will play here. You're not playing anywhere. Right. Go and play I mean, golf. That's what it is. Right. <laughs> and host Jeopardy, you know, but uh, great touch and base with RJ. Did you notice? I noticed I was going to get to this, but I, we, we ran out of time. Doesn't he sound almost, if you didn't see him and you didn't see the other guy, but you put both of their voices on the, on the same time. Mike Gill and RJ Chopper just about sound to say exactly that. I was, alike. I, mean, I was just about to say, and people on the stream, someone he didn't have a um, he didn't have a, a, a country accent, like a Texas you know? accent. No, no. <laughs> but you but were he absolutely sounds right. like Mike Gill. If I close my eyes, I would see Mike Gill in front of me. Right. You know, when he was talking, <laughs> I would absolutely see it, man. Absolutely. Yeah. He sounds just like Mike Gill, or Mike Gill might sound like him. Right. 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 But today, hey, man, you know. today, Mike Gill sounds like him because he was on the show today. Right. All right. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> All right. We got uh, Jeff Kerr coming up uh, to start the next hour. Now, is there a development? Is D Gun not able to come on today? Yeah. At yeah he has family emergency. Okay. That uh, that's pretty important, you know. So yeah. We're we gonna we're gonna we gotta let him slide for that. I, I can't even give him any 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 flack for this, man. I, no, I gotta, you'd love to too. I oh mean, you, man, you I. <laughs> It would be, it would be worth my while, man. So I'm, I'm gonna look up some more um, guests, man. You know, on the break. So when okay. we get to the break, I'm, I'm gonna find somebody. All right. Well, give, before we get to the break and get to Jeff Kerr, just give me your nuts, your sort of your thumbnail on the Cowboys and what record you think they'll end up with. You know, here in early July, you can change this as the year goes on before the season starts. But we, on July seventh, the Cowboys look like a what and what team to you? Meaning just what losses. he said around either 10 and seven, mm-hmm. maybe an 11 and six, you know, just because, you know, if that, and it's just like an if for the Eagles, if that offensive line stays healthy, if Tyron Smith plays Connor, um, I mean, those are really good players, you know, just like he said, you know, um, you know, their offensive line, Zach Martin is the best player on the team. Yeah. I mean, he, and he didn't, he didn't, you know, he didn't shoot court or anything. He said he's the best player on the team. And watching him, Zach Martin, I think it's a toss-up between him and Brandon Brooks as far mm-hmm. as, you know, the two best guards in the league. Um, well, now watch Darryl, out. Landon Dickerson might uh, have something to say about that before hey, the season's yeah. over. Well, he, yeah. I'll tell you what, Howie better better hope so. Yeah, for passing Howie, on a quarterback, a right. cornerback <laughs> in the second, better hope so. He better right. hope so, man, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, you know, Tyron Smith, man, I, you know, at this point, I think Lane is better than he he is right now. Mm-hmm. They were, you know, it was Tyron Smith with the best tackle in the league. I think now that, um, you know, now Lane has jumped over him as far as being the best tackle. Well, one of the best tackles in the league. I think he's ahead of Smith right now because Smith can Smith can never stay healthy. I mean, Lane stays more healthy than Smith does, mm-hmm. and that's saying a lot. Yeah. Uh, Connor Williams, you know, another good player, you know, from out of Texas. He's he's a good player. Yeah, now Dom Lewis on the stream says, and he's exactly right. He's exactly right. Uh, <laughs> don't forget about uh, Quentin Nelson. 
plays for the Colts. That guard, he's also from Notre Dame, right? No question. Yep. yep. Zach Martin and <laughs> Nelson, both from Notre Dame, and they're both nasty guards, man. And they got another guy came out this year who's even yeah. better. So, you know, it, yeah. it's, 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 you know, I think Nelson's probably number one. And then you have Brooks and uh, Martin, mm-hmm. or, you know, 1A, I mean, uh, 2A, 2B. Yeah. You know, but I mean, that. If that offensive line stays healthy, Lyle Collins was pretty good. I thought they should have picked him up, but he had all that stuff going on with him at the time back in LSU. Right. You know, him and the Green Goblin, you know, I guess we're, you know, doing the same things back during that time. But um, he should have been a first-round draft choice. Yep. They stole him and got him. I remember uh, that. You know, in 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 a, in the draft. So yep. they, they if they can have that offensive line stay healthy and they can run a rock with Ezekiel Elliott. You know, they have the makings of being a real because they can already throw it. They can always hose it, man. They got right. three great receivers in, in, in Cooper, Gallup, and Lamb. All right, so, so yeah. 11 and 6, 10 and 7 is where you are with the Cowboys. All right, we're going to yep. take a quick timeout, and we'll start off hour number two with Jeff Kerr, our buddy from CBS Sports, and talk more Eagles, football, and NFC East right here on the Jacob Media YouTube channel. You're listening to The Middle with Barrett Brooks and Harry Mays. If you missed any of today's show on the Jacob Media channel, listen to the podcast on your way home. Available on YouTube, Apple, and Spotify. Ah, the savoring taste of a good bag of beef jerky is so enjoyable at any time of the day, as long as you can find it. Here's what we suggest. Pure Bull Beef Jerky is our answer, and soon it will be yours. Locally produced in the Philadelphia region, this high-quality, healthy protein snack is easy to secure. Go to Steersnacks.com, and you'll see hot garlic, tropical heat, Pure Bull Dry Rub, and our favorite, Huck and Fod. What's that? Huck and Fod. Go now to Steersnacks.com. In the Wildwoods, our free beaches are spacious and welcoming with plenty of room to spread out. Your seat will be waiting for you when you're ready to visit. The Wildwoods, creating cherished family memories for generations. Attention women of South Jersey and the Delaware Valley. Sign up right now with our lady NRA instructor, Nayara Andrzak, who will teach you gun safety as part of this three-hour safety class, which is being held at Delaware Valley Sports Center in Philadelphia. For information, drop an email to info at DelawareValleySportsCenter.com. That's info at DelawareValleySportsCenter.com. Learn the fundamentals at Delaware Valley Sports Center. You can't miss. Are you looking for a place to track your action, purchase picks, and share your sports betting analysis with the gambling community? Check out Book It Sports, a social media platform with an unparalleled experience catered for the sports betting community. On the Book It Sports app, you can track all your NFL, NBA, and college basketball picks while getting real-time updates and injury reports all in one convenient place. Start building your following today and stand out amongst your friends by downloading the Book It Sports app on the Apple and Google Play stores. Let's cash some tickets and put it on Book It. The International Brotherhood of Electrical Workers, Local Union 98, is a proud sponsor of The Labor Show with J. Doc and Krause every Saturday night from 6 to 8 p.m. IBEW Local 98's highly trained and superbly skilled electricians are the best in the business, setting the highest safety standards in the electrical industry. So when you're planning your next industrial, commercial, or residential project, choose an IBEW Local 98 union contractor. Learn more at IBEW98.org.
All right, we're back on the middle. Harry Mays and Barrett Brooks. Aton out today. He'll be back with us tomorrow. We're going to start off hour number two, talking some more football here on the uh, Fritz and Bean from the Fritz and Bean Cooley Studios with our buddy from CBS Sports, another PA guy. He's our buddy Jeff Kerr, and I reached out to Jeff this morning, or actually last night. I thought I sent the email link to the right email address apparently i didn't i transposed one of the letters in your email address <laughs> and of course it doesn't come and i'm like man jeff didn't respond i wonder if he's out of the country maybe he's on vacation because this is the time all the guys in the, the you know the football media at least get their vacations in yeah, just like yeah. the players and the coaches before the season starts at the end of the month i'm like yeah hey, he's probably with baldy in costa rica or something you know <laughs> you know surfing or diving for diving for a lobster somewhere you know right right swimming with manatees or something you know with baldy and then i was like you know what i'm just going to send it to him again and i sent it to the correct email address and he gets right back to me he goes dude i didn't get the first one but hell yeah i'll come on so glad glad to have you on jeff what's going on today hey thanks harry thanks barrett yeah so when i go on vacation i'm one of the weird guys i go on vacation but i stay home i play in my basketball league and I run 10 K's. I'm not yeah. one of those guys. I, I have to be active during my vacation. I'm not one to sit on the beach. Right. Oh. So you're, you're more like a staycation guy. Yeah, pretty much. It's yeah, me doing too. nothing is better than doing something. <laughs> well, you know, yeah, I, I'm, I'm the type man that, um, I can always find something to do around my house when I'm on vacation, man. You know, that's how I am. I, I want to move <laughs> this office here a bit, you know, get rid of some stuff. And so that's pretty much what I've been doing. It's kind of a work in progress. <laughs> I'm working on my basement, making that the man cave. So that's pretty much what I'm doing. This that's week. good work by you. Barrett's got a lot of women around in his life that that he never really gets a vacation. No, he's always they go all the time. They go yeah, all the time right. and they leave me here. You right. know, they, bro, I'm telling you, they've been everywhere, man. They, you know. <laughs> And they leave me right here. I'm talking about Dubai. You know, they've been to Thailand. And where am I at? Right here. Doing a show with me. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Jeff, I, I can start you off. We talked with RJ Choppy, who does uh, been doing radio forever down in the Dallas-Fort Worth area and covers the Cowboys. And he has Jerry Jones on his, his show every week. And uh, we asked, I, I think it was Barrett who just said, hey, you know, from afar, like, how do you guys view the Eagles organization? And he said the first word that came to mind was turmoil. <laughs> I don't think it's that bad. <laughs> I think the Texans are turmoil. Yes. I, well, right, right. Chance to be good this year. Well, you know, you're absolutely right, man. But um, just from going on, you know, with the front office, I think they're starting to settle down a little bit. People are really starting to turn the corner on, on really thinking that, um, you know, the quarterback situation, um, situation isn't as bad as we think. Hurts might be good enough. This team might be a lot better than we're thinking. I think that's starting to be the, the 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 common census on you know what I've been asking people about, and you know they're they're starting to believe in Hurts a little bit. Yeah, I'm not one for hot takes per se, but I remember I think I said last December I may have made it in a tweet or wrote an article about if Jalen Hurts played the whole year for the Eagles, they probably would have won seven or eight games just based on how he played. And, you know, everybody wants to point out the completion percentage and the yards per attempt, but look at the dynamic he brought to that offense. That offense was the most exciting, at least I felt that last month of the season, all year. And, you know, look at the Cardinals game. Look at the Cowboys game. I know they went stagnant in the second half, same with the Saints game, but you saw a lot of progress out of that offense. And I started thinking to myself, you know what, maybe this team isn't as bad as I initially thought it was. I definitely don't think so. Well, what do you think uh, the Nick Sirianni 
your offense is going. Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply to look like like if you had to sort of compare and contrast to what we'd seen over the last couple of years with the Doug Peterson offense how different do you think it will look under Sirianni I'll tell you what Harry come January I didn't think I was going to watch as many Indianapolis Colts games <laughs> this year as <laughs> I, this offseason at least as, as I, much as I thought I wasn't I went back to 2018 2019 they really use Naeem Hines a lot. And I think that was more Frank Reich, Nick Sariani than anything else. They really want to create a running back, a pass catching running back out of the backfield. That was the first thing I've noticed. So Jalen Hurst can get the ball to Miles Sanders, to Kenny Gainwell. Gainwell. Yeah, the, the mm-hmm. Austin Scott. I, I really feel this offense is going to be running back-esque, if you will. Like, they're going to run the ball a lot, but they're going to throw the ball lots of running backs. Their offense is based on getting a running back open in space, and I feel that's going to be the basis of what they're going to try to do this year. No, they're going to have to, man. I mean, at this point, you're asking the offensive line, um, and, and if they are healthy, they could be one of the best offensive lines in the league. Um, it's just a part of their health. But you're absolutely right. You know, how do you get a young quarterback to settle down how do you get a young quarterback to, to to go through his progression? And if you know things do start going haywire on you, what do you do? You dump it right to the back. You give him an opportunity uh, to go out and make a play, you know, get the ball in his hands. And that's exactly what they did um, in Indianapolis. I mean, if you look at it, you know, their running back situation, they, they, they got better as the season went on. And Jonathan Taylor really took huge steps towards the end of the season where they needed him, you know, as opposed to the beginning of the season. Beginning of the season – he was okay, but towards the end of the season, he became the focal point of that offense. Him, him and his ability to, to run the rock allowed Rivers to become a better quarterback towards the end of the season. So I think it'll be the same thing with this offense here with the Eagles. If they can do it, and that's if they can make him more comfortable by protecting him, not just by the guys up front, but by using the backs, maybe even the tight end here and there, here and there you know, open things up a little bit. You know, I, I definitely see that. Uh, I'd be honest, and and they should be able to do that. I mean, Jordan Mulata was a lot better than I thought he was going to be last year. I remember probably last July, if someone asked me to evaluate Jordan Mulata, you know, seventh round pick, it's not a bust per se, but it's like, okay, this was a waste of a pick. Like, what are we doing here? All the guy does is get hurt. Now it looks like he has the potential to be a franchise left tackle just based on what I watched last year. Amazing. and same with Andre Dillard. Like, I honestly feel like Andre Dillard's going to have that mean streak this year. I can't wait to watch him in camp just because I, I feel last year kind of lit a fire under him. Like, okay, this job is not mine. And, you know, you got Lane Johnson coming back. You know how good he is. Jason Kelsey 
you could argue he had his best year of his career last year just based on numbers. And he didn't get an all-pro selection, which was insane. I guess they just don't give it to 4 one football teams. So, right. <laughs> That's so, exactly what it is. Yeah, and Brandon, yeah Brand, Brandon Brooks, it's the same thing. Like, he's back. He's still one of the best right guards in the game. Isaac Sayamalu does more than enough at left guard, and he may even get – uh, you know, competition for his job with Landon Dickerson. That, that's what I love about this team. There's competition across the board, and there's a lot more depth than last year. Like, if Carson Wentz got hurt, you knew that they had Jalen Hurts. But if everybody else got hurt, you're like, okay, is Jordan Mulata really going to replace Jason Peters? Or, you know, is, you know, who's going to replace Jason Kelsey? Is it going to be Nate Herbig? Like, we found out a lot about Nate Herbig. We found out a lot about Jack Driscoll. Uh, on defense, we found out a lot about Josh Sweat. It, it, you know, that's one thing I really liked about the Eagles last year, even though it was a lost year. There were a lot of guys you could find out that played football. Alex Singleton was one of them. And mm-hmm. that's one thing I I, yep. about this team this year. They are going to be deep. You talk about Dillard and you're thinking, you know, maybe this is the year that the the mean streak shows up. And, you know, Barrett, you know, obviously pays a lot of attention to every position, but really keen on the offensive line. And, and he, you know, brought up something that he just didn't see that at all in him and it's true but can you develop that or is that just who you are i think offensive line and barrett would know this better than anybody i i think it comes uh, honestly i i really do like more than any other position in football like you know we always talk about like ben simmons and basketball can he develop like that killer instinct well i don't think i think basketball players are a lot different than say certain football players like if you don't have that tough guy mentality in football you're just not going to last in the national football league and andre diller can't figure it out this year he's never going to yeah you're absolutely right man you know and looking at looking at andre dillard and understanding what he's facing right now um he's a first round pick they traded up to get him expectations were high on him last year he gets hurt. When he gets hurt, I, I, it seemed like it was a great, you know, weight lifted off his body. He seemed like he was a better person, you know, after he got hurt because he didn't have this to compete now. Now he saw a guy jump in and become a dominant right, I mean, a, a dominant um, left tackle for this Eagles team. Now he sees, all right, I got to fight. It's not getting handed to me. You know, Jordan Malata, they invested a lot of time, a lot of resources in this guy. It's going to take me a little bit to go in and beat this guy out. Can he do it? I, I, I'm going to tell you, I don't believe so unless he gets that mean streak. But, hey, you know, you never know. You know, you can you can go out there and it just turn on like that, you know, just like with Dillard. I saw – I mean, uh, just like with uh, Jordan Malata. I saw in the Dallas game where it clicked. Like, he became a, a, a mon- monster of a man simply because of one play. He goes out. He hits, um, you know, he, he hits the, the defensive end, drills him on the ground, drives him into the ground. He's like, wow, I can hit this guy and I can hurt him if I wanted to. Let me keep doing this. And from that point on, it clicked in his head. He was ready to play after that because he used his aggressive nature and he became a more dominant player just from him going out to say, all right, I can beat Demarcus Lawrence. I can beat anybody in the league. And it changed for him after his mentality changed after that. And I can see, you know, Dillard may have the same ah-da-da moment. But unless he gets that moment, it's going to be hard for him to get a spot on this team. I agree. And that's the other thing, Barrett. We kind of know what Andre Dillard – not Andre Dillard. Jordan Malai can do against 
a Dallas front four. We saw what he could do against Chase Young a little bit last year, even though that Week 17 game was pretty much meaningless. Like, Chase Young didn't really make an impact in that game until nope. kind of later in it, in it. Like, when the Eagles were, I, I guess we can call it tanking. I don't know what they were actually right. at that point. But for me, at least, I was – you know, I was really impressed with Jordan Malala last year, and I don't even think he scratched the surface of his potential. I'm close. Yeah, I think he has a ceiling. Uh, Jordan Malala, I really don't know what that ceiling is, and that's great for the Eagles. All right, well, what about, you know, we're talking about a lot of the positives here. What, are there positives in the defensive backfield, uh, the way you see this team? or is Because is, you know, that, that looks like a major shortfall, at least where we are on July the 7th. The lot can change between now and the start of the season. I get all that. But what's your assessment of, the, of that uh, area? Here's the thing. I don't think the Eagles can compete for a division title until they get uh, CB2 figured out. Like I, I like Zach McPherson. I don't want him in that spot. I feel like it, you're just asking that guy to fail as a rookie. I like him as a slot cornerback. Uh, there's nothing against Avante Maddox. I, I actually think he's a fine player, but I feel the Eagles are going to move him around a little bit, and he's more of a death piece than he is a starter. I think they need a guy like Steven Nelson in there, or they got to trade for somebody. Like I, I know a lot of people like to bring up Stephon Gilmore. I just don't feel the Eagles have the cap space or the resources, or they want to use the resources necessarily to do that. I'd rather sign a Steven Nelson on like a one- or two-year deal and just kind of get a solid number two cornerback in there with Darius Slay, a guy who can play the outside, and a guy who – I feel Jonathan Gannon can use his strengths. Uh, that's one thing I just don't like about this team right now. I'm really scared about that. I think their linebacker position is going to be a lot better than people think. I think the safety position is fine, but they really need to get that cornerback two figured out or it's going to be a long year. I, I at this point, man, thinking I'm thinking a lot better about the situation at the secondary. because You I really, are? Yes. I'm wow. Starting to think, and it's not because – What the hell <laughs> happened overnight? It is not necessarily what 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 they're gonna do. Is you know it's, for, it's going to be a mix and mix and match. You know Zach McPherson, he'll get his opportunity. He probably won't start to be probably be Avante Maddox starting it off. But there was some players that played last year that that really showed me you know that they might have the ability to really play. Like say what you want to say, Craig James. You know he stepped up a little bit. He doesn't care. You know he's fearless. He's just gonna go out there and fight. Every single play, Michael Jackett, he's like six foot one, can run. You know, he's going to get an, another year under his belt. He's going to get a lot better. Um, not saying that they're going to be able to compete, you know, with these wide receivers, especially in Dallas. You know, you got three guys in Dallas. You got three or four guys with the Giants. You got two, two or three guys with uh, the Washington football team. I'm not necessarily saying the secondary can cover them, but what I'm saying, the guys up front, and the scheme that Gannon is going to implement. I think they're going to blitz more. They're going to use the talent that they have at the linebacker position for blitzing purposes. You know, they're going to bring in, you know, a guy like, you know, Jacoby Stevens, you know, who they drafted to be a linebacker slash safety who can play that like almost like a – they call a monitor position in, in high school. It's more so a guy that's a safety, and it's going to be – they're going to call it like big, big nickel, in which he can be around the line of scrimmage and blitz like a Jamal Adams. I see him doing stuff like that more so than just allowing the front four to just blitz. And I think Gannon likes stuff like that. He likes to be able to, to blitz guys from different positions on the field, you know, blitzing linebackers, you know. Those are things that you can use and help uh, the secondary become better players, man. And that's that, that'll be the only way they can do it is they start blitzing more. And, you know, we love blitzing here in Philadelphia. What love scares it. me about a Michael Jaquette, and it's not his coverage ability, I'm afraid, like, the Eagles are going to cut him because of cornerback depth or whatever, and he becomes like a Chanton Sullivan type out 
Chandon Sullivan ended up with the Green Bay Packers. He's actually a solid cornerback. Right. <laughs> here, he, he wasn't good, and it was nothing against Chandon Sullivan. I don't know if it was the scheme or what, but I'm like, okay, this guy had, has some talent. I watched him at Georgia State. Like, the kid can play, and I just don't want to see that happen to a guy like Michael Jaquette. So you're right, Barrett. Maybe another year of him won't be the worst thing in the world for the Eagles. Right. All right, right. let's go to Jalen Hurts. And I know, you know, some guys are very high on him. I don't really know what to make of him, except that he seems to be a great leader and a great teammate and, a you know, a great, you know, type of person that you'd want in your locker room. As far as being a quarterback in the NFL level for, you know, 17 games, not just coming in to sort of take up for a franchise player who had lost his way I don't know what to make of him he turned the ball over a lot he's you know 50 some odd percent completion percentage which is not good in this NFL you got to be about 65 or you're not good so uh, you know I realized he was dealing with you know some wide receiver issues offensive line issues some of the same things that Carson dealt with last last year what makes us think that he's all of a sudden going to be a starting quarterback in this league just because he happens to be our starting quarterback. I just think the way the league's shifting, I, I'm not saying you can get away with a 52.9 completion percentage, right. but he's kind of like a poor man's Lamar Jackson at this point. Like he just adds another dimension to the offense that no disrespect to Carson Wentz, he just didn't have. And, you know, when this offensive line was in shambles last year, Jalen Hurts makes a 10 yard loss, a 10 yard gain just, just by his legs. And I feel like if, you're going to base your offense uh, off the running backs. You've got to use Jalen Hurts to that advantage too. And now that you have better blockers, uh, I, I feel like getting Jalen Hurts outside the pocket and utilizing his strengths is really going to benefit this team uh, You know, at the beginning of the year and when teams eventually figure him out. And that's when you can see, okay, can this guy pass from the pocket? Like if we, mm-hmm. if we take away – you know, outside the hash marks. Can Jalen Hurts complete a 10-yard slant to Devonta Smith? I I think he can do that, but it's not going to be right away. And I think that's what the coaching staff, especially Brian Johnson, needs to do for him. Well, you know, it's, it's, you know, these days they're implementing college type of offenses. You know, you look what's going on in Arizona. They're trying to make sure that they, you know, get the best out of the personnel people that they have. And you're going to have to be a dual threat. He's going to have to be a dual threat quarterback. They don't want him to be outside his his cover zone of being a drop by quarterback. It's a lot different when he was in college. Mm-hmm. But what are the you know you know not talking about his physical ability, um, you know not his arm strength or reading or, um, defense or anything else. I think one of the best traits that Hurts has is the ability to lead men. Mm. People love playing for him, and his teammates will. Will, will 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 definitely rally behind him, and I think that's a trait that we're they're not giving as much credit to him as a as a leader in this in that locker room than we should. Yeah, you know, Barry, and you can relate to this too. You know, when you played for the Eagles in ninety five, ninety six, you know, when Ty Detmer came in, you could see that s- spark. If you absolutely, yeah, it, it, yeah, that's what I was going with, and I, you know, it can will you to victory. Like even if the quarterback himself isn't the most talent talented player in the world, he still can. Like be like in that locker room, just things he says, things he does, and it it just inspires you. And I feel like if Jalen Hurts fails physically, like and he's already athletically gifted, but if it just doesn't work out, like I still feel every week he's the Eagles are going to go to battle for him, even yep. if he's struggling. And Absolutely. that's the one thing I like about him. And last year with Carson Wentz, and again, it's stuff I hear too, like. 
I, I just don't know if Carson had that fire last year compared to nope. previous years. And that's what worried me about him. I'm like, okay, is this guy like checking out? Like, cause it, you know, when you hear stuff behind the scenes, it's like, okay, like I know this guy isn't like this all the time. So something must be going on. And uh, Jalen Hurts, the guy just has no fear. He just doesn't care. All right. If I had to ask you, Jeff, for one word to describe this upcoming season as it stands right now to, you know, to sort of describe the year, what, what, what word would you use? Oh, man. Because <laughs> I got one. Yeah, you go yours first. All right. Experimental. I'll say interesting. How's that? Oh, okay. Well, it's definitely <laughs> going to be interesting. You know, yeah, I thought it, you were going to say interesting before. Well, they are always interesting for us. There's no doubt about it. They were, they were, you know, before they won the Super Bowl, I had said that they're one of the most compelling sports franchises you know, that had never won anything in the modern era because there's always something going on. There's always, you know, something in you know, the front office is doing something. They're always grabbing your attention. It, it's almost like a live action soap opera, like the young and the restless only this year. I don't think we're going to get with the quarterback position for once. I, I always used to joke the backup quarterback is the most popular athlete in Philadelphia. I don't yeah. think Joe Flacco is going to be that guy this year. <laughs> <laughs> you know, my, my word is going to be fight. No matter how bad they're outmatched, how bad they're being outcoached, um, I don't feel as though they'll be out physical. I think mm. they'll bring a physical nature to the game. When you have a, you, you when you're a fighter, you have a fighter's chance. It gives you an opportunity to at least be in the game, and I think that's what they're going to do. They're going to fight, man. They're going to give it all, not just for you know Jalen Hurts, but they're going to give it all for this coaching staff. You got a young group of guys. They're going to get these guys, you know, fired up and and have them ready to you know, to go out there and play. And and that's all you can ask from a team is to go out there and have the ability to fight and know that you're in a street fight when you're playing against them, you know, as an, an opposing team. And I did my my game-by-game -game schedule prediction for the Eagles. I had them winning a lot of games. I, you know, when you do the game-by-game, -game, you're like, okay, what games aren't they going to win? And I circled a couple games they they aren't going to win that they will win because I, I feel like they're just going to out hustle a team. And yep. I mean, like it's football. Like you don't have to rely on talent all the time. And I, I think the best equalizer in the game is just out physical and out hustle. And I think Eagles are going to do that to a couple teams this year. Like a lot of people say that the giants are really tough. I think the Eagles are going to say, okay, Joe judge, you know, you think your team is so tough. Well, guess what? We're going to fight back, and we're going to see how you react to it. Because I think I that's the Giants beat the Eagles the sec the second time last year. I, I just thought they it, they out toughed them. I, I I guess you can use, and I think it's going to be like that with Washington and Dallas will probably end up stealing the game from just because of that. And you know, maybe that's why I feel the Eagles are going to end up eight and nine, even though like in the back of my head it's like okay, this is probably a six win team, but. It, again, this all relies on Jalen Hurts too. Jalen Hurts plays well, and they play tough. They could easily win ten games, especially in this division, and they have a last place schedule. All right, here I got one more for you, and then I got a Penn State question for you. All right, uh, there's three choices: starting quarterback for the Eagles in 2022, Deshaun Watson, Sam Howell, or oh. Jalen Hurts. What's the kid from Liberty? name uh, uh, i forget he played at auburn i forget his name i don't have yeah, his name uh, I, should know it too. I should know it too i i really should know that i gotta get all my draft stuff uh you know what i will say jalen hurts is a starting quarterback in 20 wow in week one in week one we'll see who they draft wow how about that malik willis Malik, well, that's it. Right, it was that's something. I didn't want to get the name wrong. Okay. Yeah, he played at Auburn for a year or two before he ended up with Hugh Freeze at Liberty. Barrett, how would you answer that question? 
I, I'm gonna go Jalen Hurts also. What? I, and and, and yeah. the reason why I mean, and I, and I, I understand why you guys are saying the North Carolina quarterback. You know, Deshaun Watson. I, I I don't know if Deshaun Watson's gonna play. I, I don't know if he's ever gonna suit up again. I had the Texans right. go one in sixteen because of this. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's this. It, you're talking about a team right now, man. That you know they can't afford to to do anything wrong right now. You know, with with you know with the whole situation with. You know, I mean, we're talking about a franchise quarterback that, you know, is just going to be in a he's going to be a state of of nothingness for the next year, year and a half until all this court stuff goes up. And they're going to make sure they delay it for a long time, man. Mm. You know, and he's going to be sitting there for a long time. He's going to be probably too rusty to even come back, you know, at this point. So I don't know if I can say Deshaun Watson simply because, you know, they're going to they're going to they're going to try to make a. Um, make he's not going to be rusty. He's going to be massaged every day. We already know that. <laughs> How can you get rusty when you got a masseuse on you, know, you, know, you Harry, all the time? You run out of people. Right. Well, true. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Last one. Penn State. Um, they start off the year, I think, at Wisconsin. They have, uh, what, Auburn maybe week three. Pretty nice. Pretty good opening schedule. Villanova's on this schedule. I mean, uh, what's your outlook for the Knits? I think they're going to be a lot better than people think. Like last year, I kept trying to just erase that from my mind with COVID year when they lost to Indiana on that fluke play or that, you know, that should have been overturned and they didn't get a rain replay. I'm like, all right, whatever, you know, this year's a wash anyway. They're going to lose to Ohio State. And I didn't think they'd start out like 0 oh, and 4 or 0 oh, and 5, but I really love the way they finished last year. They simplified the offense. Ah, I love the offense coordinator they brought in. Uh, I can never pronounce uh, the guy's name, but he, yeah, he was with he was at Chippensburg. He was at Ship a long time ago. Yeah, right? and yeah. It, it, his offense was a lot of fun in the PSAC. So I kind of right. like that. And James Franklin's just bringing in recruit after recruit. Uh, I jumped up. I don't do this much, but I know Nick Singleton's father, and I jumped up in the air when you know he committed to Penn State yesterday. So I, wow. I think it's going to be an absolute stud. Uh, I got to give some Berks County some love here, but <laughs> I, I, I'll tell you what. I I, I honestly feel like this year is going to be a building block for something really special in 2022 i i have a feeling they're going to win nine games um mm. you know just just look at the schedule i i think they'll be pretty good ohio state's still the class of the field indiana's going to be good wisconsin's going to be good uh michigan's michigan honestly it's there's always going to be a surprise team in the big 10 i feel like they could be it this year but 2022 2023 is really when i'm looking at this football team yeah, and big of course it's gotten a lot better man yeah it has and it has. And Nick Singleton, of course, the kid from Governor Mifflin that he referenced. I mean, he, he had a ton of offers, didn't he? He had pretty okay, so this is pretty much what I knew. Like, and they didn't tell me where he was going to go, but I pretty much kind of knew it was between Penn State and Notre Dame the entire time. And he wanted to commit to Notre Dame, like literally on the visit. And his mom and his dad said, Hey, look, you know, let's go back, let's collect our thoughts. And Penn State was after him from day one. Like, they were telling me about the recruiting visit. It, it, it was almost like, you know, like, say you guys are applying for a job and they want you for the job right away. They, right. That's pretty much what it was. It's like, we want you, we'll do anything to have you. You know, they, they put him in a Penn State, a number 10 Penn State jersey. Uh, he talked mm. to Jerry Brown. He talked to, uh, who else did he talk to? Um, what's the kid's name? Uh, Noah Kane. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, they, they pretty much said, they, from Basically, the Penn State visit was they made him feel like family. And, you know, like wow. he was part of the team already. And he still got another year in high school. And, you know, I always said if I was a recruit, that's what would ultimately make my decision. Of course, I'm biased. I went to Penn State regardless. But, yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I thought that was a great recruiting job by Franklin to keep a guy in-house. And that's what you got to do to be a high State. This 
Pennsylvania and New Jersey are a hotbed of football talent. Without question. And Maryland, too. All right. You got to follow Jeff Kerr on, on Twitter, at Jeff Kerr CBS. And uh, we'll talk to you down the road, Jeff. Thanks for joining us. Enjoy whatever vacation you have before the season starts here in a couple of weeks. I'm honestly ready to get back to work. Uh, I, I Look actually, at you. Me yeah, too, bro. I, I'm one of those people, like, I, I actually – decided to take an assignment this week on vacation and it was ranking the the teams that never won a Super Bowl and their chances to win the Super Bowl this year. I feel like getting everybody riled up with after Buffalo and Cleveland, you know, how would I rank them? And I got the Cardinals pretty high. Uh, Texans are are really low. I got the Jaguars higher than most people think. So I'm pretty excited about that. And then I'm doing the top 10 quarterback um, coach combinations this week. And I can't wait, I can't wait for people to get mad at my Andy Reid love. So. All right. Well, you got to check that out. And I'm sure you have the links to your Twitter to CBSSports.com. Thanks so much for joining us. Yeah, sounds great. Thanks for having me on. All right. There's Jeff Kerr. Look at that. He's he's working on on the vacation, putting together lists. And I noticed in that list of of teams that have never won a Super Bowl, ranking them, he didn't even mention the Detroit Lions. Right, <laughs> one of your former teams, no question, man, and and they, and they shouldn't be, you know, even though they um they went out and got a quarterback though. So I, I, and your you know. your coach, the, the boy, yeah. your boy Campbell. Campbell, yeah, Dan Campbell. <laughs> We're gonna go out there and cut their knees. That's right. Cut that's right. Knees, you know. All right. Now I don't know if you've made any phone calls here for the last half hour, but if not, we got a story to get into regarding one of your best buddies. Who's this? Okay. Well, I'm gonna surprise you with that. Uh, when we get back, and we'll allow you to just pontificate more football uh, for the final half hour of the show. Uh, you're listening to the Jacob Media YouTube channel and The Middle with Harry Mays and Backup Brooks back after this. If you missed any of today's show on the Jacob Media channel, listen to the podcast on your way home. Available on YouTube, Apple, and Spotify. Ah, the savoring taste of a good bag of beef jerky is so enjoyable at any time of the day, as long as you can find it. Here's what we suggest. Pure Bull Beef Jerky is our answer, and soon it will be yours. Locally produced in the Philadelphia region, this high-quality, healthy protein snack is easy to secure. Go to Steersnacks.com, and you'll see hot garlic, tropical heat, Pure Bull Dry Rub, and our favorite, Huck and Fod. What's that? Huck and Fod. Go now to Steersnacks.com. In the Wildwoods, our free beaches are spacious and welcoming with plenty of room to spread out. Your seat will be waiting for you when you're ready to visit. The Wildwoods, creating cherished family memories for generations. Attention women of South Jersey and the Delaware Valley. Sign up right now with our lady NRA instructor, Nayara Andrzak, who will teach you gun safety as part of this three-hour safety class, which is being held at Delaware Valley Sports Center in Philadelphia. For information, drop an email to info at DelawareValleySportsCenter.com. That's info at DelawareValleySportsCenter.com. Learn the fundamentals at Delaware Valley Sports Center. You can't miss. Are you looking for a place to track your action, purchase picks, and share your sports betting analysis with the gambling community? Check out Book It Sports, a social media platform with an unparalleled experience catered for the sports betting community. On the Book It Sports app, you can track all your NFL, NBA, and college basketball picks while getting real-time updates and injury reports all in one convenient place. Start building your following today and stand out amongst your friends by downloading the Book It Sports app on the Apple and Google Play stores. Let's cash some tickets and put it on Book It. The International Brotherhood of Electrical Workers, Local Union 98, is a proud sponsor of The Labor Show with J. Doc and Krause every Saturday night from 6 to 8 p.m. 
IBEW Local 98's highly trained and superbly skilled electricians are the best in the business, setting the highest safety standards in the electrical industry. So when you're planning your next industrial, commercial, or residential project, choose an IBEW Local 98 union contractor. Learn more at IBEW98.org. All right, we are back. Jacob Media YouTube channel, Fritz and B and Cooley Studios, Harry Mays and Barrett Brooks. I uh, got to take you to the top, and then we'll have 10-minute overtime. We were going to be joined by D Gunn. He'll, he'll, we'll, break, we'll get him on maybe next week, or maybe maybe we'll give him two weeks just prior to when camp starts. What is right. what is the deadline? Or what is the countdown? How When does camp start, Barrett? Usually at the end of this month. You know, That's right. usually when, um, when camp does. Let me see when the Eagles report. Like somewhere around the 25th, 26th. Right, right around there. Yeah. Together, right? Around the 22nd to the, you know, like the 28th is usually when all the teams start reporting. Right. You know, now, the, so. the, I know the uh, preseason schedule is different. They're, they're only playing three games, I believe. Yep. Three games this year, this year. in preseason. Yep. So, uh, you know, they'll probably get started, I'd imagine, a little bit later with, with week one in preseason be the one that skipped. Yeah, and then they play so. two, three, four, just to sort of take them to the start of the regular season. Yeah, well, they have to report on the twenty seventh. Okay, the twenty seventh. On the twenty seventh. All right, and that's when everybody needs to be in. Like rookies might come in earlier, and then the veterans yep. all have to be there. Yep. So the twenty seventh. I haven't even found like because I'm so like disinterested in preseason football games, but since we're coming off of the year we had last year. I am somewhat interested in it just to see, you know, just to see them get back to playing and practicing. And I don't know, kind of missed that last year. Didn't you? I mean, well, this is this will be interesting because, you know, the, you know, with them having a new rookie coach, they can come in a week ahead of everybody else. OK, is so, that right? OK. Yeah. So, you know, and and, you know, this this will be, you know, um, this will be Hertz's first preseason Mm-hmm. Preseason game, his first. His first they played camp. the Steelers is the first preseason game, right? You know, the, August the twelfth. Yep, yep. And um, the way the new rules are, you know, for cutting, uh, they need to make a roster cut by to eighty five mm-hmm. by uh, August seventh, and then down to uh, eighty by August twenty fourth, and then the fifty three by August thirty first. Okay, so that's 31st. That's uh, four days after their last preseason game, which is always against the Jets. Yep, always. Uh, so what they, what it looks like to me is they're going to start the preseason right in the same week that they normally do. Then they'll play in week two. Week three is where they skip a game because they've got from the – no, actually, no, that's not right. It is week – one, I guess that they're skipped because they're not starting to the 12th Then they play the 19th, then the 27th. So that essentially is three straight weeks. Yep. Okay. So man, that's it's tough, man. That's the, there are going to be so many guys. Oh, oh. Look who it is. Yeah. The, this, the stream was saying, Hey, where has Parles been? We haven't, we haven't seen Jeff Parles in quite a while. And we're like, you know what? He's probably on vacation. It's the summertime. It's the downtime in sports, except for the NBA finals. Where enjoy, you been? Yeah, I, first off, I, I, I miss you guys. That was number one. Appreciate it, man. Appreciate uh, it. So, so, so first off, uh, look, uh, 
the Sh- the Shander family obviously has had a big moment in the last few weeks. So, yeah, they have. They have a, a little a little bit of confusion two weeks ago, and then uh, last week's totally on me. I uh, I I I I didn't check the right email. I my the email uh, my regular email there wasn't a link. I was like, oh, I guess uh, there's no show today because uh, obviously uh, the the addition to the Shander family and uh, yeah. uh, checked that email today. I'm like, oh. Whoops, my bad. But well, you know what? I'm here with you guys today. That's what matters. We we miss the heck out of you, but I tell you, I don't know that anybody misses you more than Joey B. Uh, well, I got I got to tell Joey B. He's got. I miss you too, buddy. I hope you've taken the last few weeks to really think about your quality of odds making. I don't know what the orange hat was today, but it's the, the orange, orange, hat. orange hat should probably have been about four to one, five to one. Yeah. That would be my bad. <laughs> now, all right, like, give me your thoughts on Game One of the NBA Finals. Uh, you saw that line was up around what seven? I want to say before anybody realized that Giannis was actually going to play, and it, I think it came off closer to five uh, by game time. And you know, the Phoenix Suns said, "You know, Giannis, you can have, you can play. It doesn't matter. We're going to still we're going to still kick your ass." Yeah. So, so the biggest I have I have a few, three takeaways from last night. The first one, the one positive thing that happened for Milwaukee last night is Giannis didn't look hurt. Giannis mm-hmm. looked pretty normal. No, some pretty yeah. slick moves. Look, look, look pretty normal. So yeah. kind of like a bead. Yeah, for for like so for 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 Harry Barrett, it just basically for the rest of the series, this is going to be a series. Like mm-hmm. like Milwaukee's not going to get swept out of here. Like I thought it was possible if Giannis didn't play, or if he played and was incredibly hampered. Giannis looks normal. He's fine. The biggest thing last night, and, and this is what was my biggest fear for the Bucks going into the series uh, in the non-Giannis category, Budenholzer's a terrible in-game adjuster. Mm. And last night, they got these big guys kept getting destroyed in the second half by Chris Paul when it was pick and roll, they'd switch, or to drop coverage, either or, got pummeled by Chris Paul in the second yeah. half last night. And Budenholzer just doesn't adjust. We This is who he is. This is the yeah. type of coach – that he is, that all of his adjustments are made during practice. He doesn't make in-game adjustments. Hmm. So if look, he, he's got to figure out his defense because if not, Chris Paul's going to have a monster series. He's going to win the MVP with ease, and Phoenix is going to win the series probably in six. Milwaukee still has too much talent to get drubbed out of this series. Uh, but very impressive from the Suns last night. And and look, if DeAndre Aiden's going to have twenty rebounds hmm. and really not be contested inside, coupled with the Bucks not really having a clue how to guard Chris Paul in the in the, uh, in the pick and roll, and I haven't even mentioned Booker, who was great right. last night, also. So I look, all signs point at the Phoenix before the series, anyway. Uh, but after last night, I, I, look, I, I, it's going to be hard. Milwaukee's going to push this six or seven, but I just have a hard time seeing Phoenix not winning this series unless if Budenholzer makes some adjustments, which you can't bank on because that's what he is. Yeah, what's the line? What's the line for the next game tomorrow? What do we have right now? I got to imagine about, it's, about it, 10. No, 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 no. It closed five last night when Giannis was ruled back in. I got to imagine it's five, five and a half. Yeah, five and a half. That's actually, I bet Milwaukee getting the five and a half. That's what I would do. I think this will be a close game, too. I'm mm-hmm. not sure if they win, but it's going to be tighter than it was last night. So I Is take the Milwaukee's favorite. Half. No, no, no uh, Phoenix, Phoenix by five and a half. Phoenix, Phoenix by five, five and a half. I would imagine when they go back to Milwaukee, it'll be closer to a pick, Barrett. That would be mm. my guess. Okay. Uh, wow, but look, I, again, I think the biggest thing more than anything was Giannis looked good. 
Giannis looked like himself, and that basically turns what could have been a very short series into a long series. Again, I don't think it changes the result, but at least gives us basketball for another week. Right. Uh, yeah, we're we're trying to stretch this out, hey, look, Jeff. Just, just get us as close to football season right. as possible. <laughs> That's exactly right. The 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 the, uh, the least amount of time talking only baseball is good. Oh, I, I won't do it. I will not do it. I am on a baseball moratorium. I think until twenty thirty. Twenty thirty. Wow. Yes. Wow. Until they start, you know, changing some rules up, man, and 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 you know, doing things the right way. Hey, man, I, I told I told Harry. Maybe we need to introduce and reintroduce steroids or something, man. Right. I mean, the steroid era was great. For I, me. Look, look, look the, the, I'll say this: the way that they that baseball vilified the steroid guys is just the, the and of course, naturally, in baseball fashion, they put the guy who vilified him in the Hall of Fame and Barry Bonds, who legitimately is the be, could be the best athlete in North American sports history, yeah. is not in the Hall of Fame. Like, right. what, what are we doing here? What are we doing here if you're baseball? I don't disagree with that, Barrett, and you're not alone. There are a lot of people my age who are, are in the same camp as you. It's like, you know what? Everyone cheats anyway. Who cares? Right. And, and again, <laughs> if, if for for PEDs, again, it's that's that's risk assessment for whoever. Right, right. If, if you want to shorten your life for, 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 for extra fame, so be it. I mean, how, that, that, that's, one of, that's one of those scenarios. How popular – is baseball betting in your world? I know people in do my it. world. Yeah, in your world, is, in is my that world? It's still popular. It just it, it, again, there are some people that are in your camp, Harry. Let, let's talk about my guy Gil Alexander here for a second. Where what? What's the point? Yeah. It's too random every single day. Like you could have the greatest value in the world, and and I mean, look, let's just take unders example for this year. You could have the deadest of dead unders this year. And because of the stupid ghost runner and extra innings, you can lose because the team gets the runner at second. And all of a sudden, an inning that might have been a three-run inning in the old form, in the regular format, turns into a six or seven-run inning, and you're dead under as a loser. So, right. look, for me, I, I just pick my spots with baseball. Um, I have not been picking them well recently, which uh, probably will mean a cutback on, on my baseball bets until football starts. Oh, look, that's really – if you and I, I, I have to say this: the NFL is the sharpest lines in any sport. The books are best at the NFL mm -hmm. because there is the most information on all those teams out there, and every, the books know that that's the sport everyone's going to bet more than anything. The NFL, but if you want to make sure that you have your bankroll ready and enough money to play the NFL season adequately enough for you, don't. Force it during these next six weeks. Don't do it. It's not worth it. Baseball. If you think you have an edge on baseball, okay. I'm not. Don't. Don't stop yourself from betting. But if you if you have a run in baseball, where it's like you know what, bleep this. I don't. I don't really want to do this because it's just hard to predict. I don't have a problem just sitting out the next few weeks. Go like Joey B. Go go somewhere nice. Go to Florida. Go to Hawaii. Go right. to California, get a get a get a pina colada <laughs> in your hand, and and just just take a few weeks off because you really again you have to have the stamina to get through a whole football season. And again, it's normal again. You're gonna have fourteen hour days on Saturday. You're gonna have essentially twelve hour days on Sunday now. So get your stamina ready, guys. Be ready well, for full football season. Well, how you doing? How how are you doing with hockey then? Hockey, I you know what the playoffs. I, I I'm I'm very. Uh, I don't want to say timid is the right word, Barrett, but 
I, I'm a lot more cautious in the playoffs. You just more, can pick more off, in game. Yeah, you know what? So I, I, I first off, actually, I, I said this with a with another Philly based guy yesterday, John Jansen on the Gambler. But I, I'll bring it to you yep. I'll bring it to you guys real quick. So I had the Lightning to sweep at plus six ten. Okay, which uh-huh. is a pretty rough beat in the end. But I'm solely blaming. I'm not blaming the team. Whatever you lose hockey games, but. I am not happy with the mayor of Tampa Bay at the moment. Oh, yeah, for the for the, the gauntlet he laid down. Well, yeah, she, but but look or she, yeah. You cannot you cannot tempt fate and say essentially say, I hope they lose game four so they clinch at home. Right. So we can can't clinch at home, have the parade right wow. away. Yeah. Can't do that. Yeah. Can't do that. And tonight, I again I think Tampa will wow. win tonight and and she'll get her wish. But I really hope Montreal finds a way to win tonight in Tampa, yeah. forces the game six, and then Tampa clinches the series in Montreal in game six. That's what I'm rooting for. <laughs> for yeah, 100%. <laughs> I mean, could you imagine, like, a, a, throughout the – like, like uh, is Michael Nutter still the Philly mayor, guys? No, 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 no. Okay, I know he's – I know he was back in the day. But no, like, Mayor Kenny. Imagine? His Kenny okay, is the but, mayor. But can you imagine um, if any mayor throughout the history of time in Philadelphia said what the mayor in Tampa said? I, I mean, oh, and then especially, burn it down. especially <laughs> like if the like if it was for the Flyers and the Flyers are up 3-0 in a cup final on the road, lose game four, come back home to Wells Fargo, lose game five, they would be ready to recall the mayor after exactly. game five. <laughs> exactly. I mean, that's just that you – you just – can't say that. No, you're, <laughs> say you're absolutely right. But I, I, you know, I love this Montreal story this year. They got some really nice players, and they got a great goaltender. But they just don't have the firepower. No, uh, you know, to stick no. with this Tampa team. No. And you know, it, the power play. They, I think they killed off all five in the in the previous game, including that four minute Shea Weber penalty at the end of, the, of regulation, which was unbelievable. But they, you know, you've got to score. You got to be able to score to keep up with this team. Tampa's loaded with offense. Yeah, look, it, and a great goalie. Yeah, well, that's that's really the big thing. Yeah, uh, is the best goalie in hockey. Yeah. I, I don't think there's arguing that anymore. I know. Uh, look, this Tampa team two years ago won the President's Trophy, got swept by Columbus, total choke job, one of the worst ones we've ever seen in the NHL. Come back the next year in a bubble, win the cup. This year, back to r- r- a more real feel. Uh, regular feel, you get your, you, you're going to get your second cup. But look, Vasilevsky's just so damn good, guys, and that's really the difference, even more so than Tampa having the firepower. We knew Tampa had all that firepower, at just mm-hmm. what they are. Um, and, but in the end, guys, it just is a scenario where Tampa just so much better. And Montreal, at some point, when you win 42 percent of your games in a regular season and you go on a miraculous run like this, your party's going to stop, and it's more than likely going to stop quickly. Yeah. And it was pretty darn close <laughs> to stopping as quickly as humanly possible in this series. Now, did you imbibe last night in the match at all? I know there were I low did. limits. I, I, took a, I took a little of, of Phil and Brady just mm-hmm. because DeChambeau, I mean, when you're caught, when your caddy walks out on you, you're, you're not in the greatest of shape. Right. And, and look, I didn't expect Aaron Rodgers to he be. He was the unbelievable. One. But Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers is really good. Like, he, much he better carried him. Yeah, in the end, Rodgers was the difference. So, yeah. um, look, what are you going to do? You chalk it up to to an all-time great actually being pretty damn good at something else that we didn't expect. So, I will say this. I've never been to Montana. Mm-hmm. I really had no interest in going to Montana. I've been there. But that course is amazing looking. 
It it is amazing looking. I just yeah. said I said it on my podcast, swing it and dig it this morning, which will come out today this afternoon. I wouldn't want to play it. Oh, <laughs> I, think it'd be fun to, I think it'd be fun to play it one time from the regular tees and not the pro. I mean that seven hundred and seventy seven yard par, par five, five. Yeah, that turns what? into yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That turns in that turns into a into about a about a six. Six and a quarter for regular folks like us. Right. I mean, the, the elevation on the T, Barrett, and where the green was, was like, you know, it was like this. It was on wow. it was like a 300, yard, 300, it was 300 feet difference. It was a yeah. huge difference. Incredible. And they could, they could hit it like there's this bunker in the middle of the fairway right before it goes down the hill. And Mickelson hit the top of the bunker, so he didn't get to go down the hill. But if you hit it and can get it down the hill, you probably got a, a reasonable shot in yeah. there. Like Baird Rogers hit his, which was by the 500 yard mark for the pros. So Roger Aaron Rogers had like a 460 yard drive on that. Yeah, are you kidding me? Yeah, yeah no, no he, lie. He hit, yeah, he hit yeah. the uh, he hit he hit the hill and went straight down it. Yep. And yeah, Brady man, hit uh, Brady so hit a drive like 390 last night onto a green, a drivable par four. Brady yeah. hit the green, got it to 12 feet from the hole, and so did DeChambeau. He did it with a three wood. But Brady hit an unbelievable shot. No, it just, uh, it just I, yeah, yeah. Look, 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 Bear. I, I will say this: like, so I, I, I've played golf in De- in the Denver area before, and uh-huh. this is so not that's with like, Joey B, though. No, not with Joey B. Okay. Uh, this is pretty mean knowing Joey B's existence. Okay. Um, um, but, so like, obviously, you're mile high, right? Bear, that place they played at yesterday was seventy seven hundred feet. Yeah, above so sea level. Yeah, you're getting you're getting you're getting a lot of extra carry. Like my golf shot in Denver was going an extra seventy yards. Mm-hmm. I could, like I would imagine it's going at least an extra an extra 110, 100, 120. It's there like ten to fifteen percent more. Yeah, ten percent more. That's, that's serious, man. That's serious up there. Um, yeah. I was in the best shape of my life when I when I was up there for camp. You know, for for the first two weeks, I couldn't breathe while I was working out. But after that, and I got used to it, and I started running. I was in shape. Man, we went down to play Tampa Bay for a preseason game. That's the first time I never got tired in a game. I mean, I yeah, because you're at sea level there. <laughs> right. but, 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 but like there, there's a reason that the U.S. has the U.S. Olympic Committee has their headquarters in Colorado Springs. Mm-hmm. I mean, just if you get in shape and elevation. It doesn't like you said. Like it doesn't matter where you go, especially if you're going to Tampa, which is below sea level. I mean, exactly. You, right. you, you feel you feel like you feel like a god after your your. Bro, I, I, I ran. I didn't get tired at all. Man, it was crazy because I mean, you it's actually great. develop you actually develop more red blood cells also mm-hmm. to, to carry more oxygen. Yep. So I was like, I was like, I've never felt this good in my life. <laughs> well, that's, that's awesome. I, I I think at some point that means I just have to move to Denver if I ever want to get in shape. Right. That's there how you I go. Want. There you go. <laughs> hey, uh, any early looks for the Open Championship? I know Scottish Open this week, but next week? No, I nothing yet. Um, I, nothing yet, Harry. I know next week I'll have I'll have more my plays for next week. Okay. I, it just, again, it's we're we're kind of going back again. It's been two years since we've handicapped a tournament like this. Yeah. So, uh, it's a little bit of a different cap than we had. Uh, U.S. Open, at least. Uh, I got. I finally got it on Rom going into the fourth round, so I at least got a nice price on Rom because it was still nine plus nine fifty going into the final round, which was mm-hmm. good. US Open, but it'll be interesting to see. I will say this, Harry: um, the Scottish Open field always throws me for a loop because, of course, it's a Euro Tour event, 
but it's it's a it's a legitimate PGA Tour field. Oh yeah. Obviously, you have the John Deere this week, where Daniel Berger is really the only good player in that field. Um, but I I I, I want to hop in on the Scottish Open, but I think I'm just going to end up passing. Rom's the favorite there. You no, know, Rom's a very Rom's yeah. like plus six fifty to win that yeah. Um, I know Rom again. Rom is just at another level right now, but it's hard to it's hard in the non Tiger era to uh, play that short of a price on it or take that short of a price on anyone. All right, anything anything new or upcoming before the football season starts again for the Book It app? Yeah, you know what? It just uh, we'll have we'll have constant updates throughout uh, throughout the next few months to keep fine tuning the app, live moods, and Robert Turbin doing their show Turbo Mode that will be going uh, a few a few a few more days often once football season gets uh, uh, around because of course Robert Turbin, former Super Bowl champion with the Seattle Seahawks, football. Oh, that's right. Today. Is, is expertise, but that, running back, right? Yeah, running back. Yep, yeah, one yeah. of the one of those many running backs they use behind Marshawn there on that team. So, but mm. yeah, no, look, uh, things going well at Book at HQ. Uh, a lot of the team currently uh, currently in Phoenix right now. They might have. I'm not sure if they actually ended up in the arena last night uh, for Game One. I know uh, Trent was threatening to, uh, to to go to Game One, but uh, we'll see uh, if they actually went in there. I haven't checked their socials yet. So, but yeah, no, all is good over here at uh, Book at HQ. Beautiful. All right, buddy. We appreciate you checking in. We'll tell Aton that uh, you and he are still on good terms. He will be back on the show tomorrow. <laughs> oh, come on, he's he, he look. Aton and I are, are are never on bad terms. It's just a matter. It's just a matter of how uh, how angry at Twitter is Aton on that day. That's oh, all I know. that matters. That's you have no happens. idea what we go through with <laughs> No idea. Yeah, yeah, the text chain between Barrett, Aton, and and me it gets in, is very interesting. Oh, and sure, it's I'm all sure from his we, end. Well, well, he's the most interesting character of the three of you guys. So, you know, <laughs> no I doubt mean, about that. Yeah. That's for sure. But, Jen, yes. it's a pleasure as always. And, uh, Joey B., I- I'm going to tell you, you got you got the NFL season starts in two months. Uh-huh. I expect you to be the sharpest person there is on these hat lines by the time the NFL season starts. There we go. There <laughs> All right, Jeff, thanks so much. There he is, room. at Jeff Parles, and, of course, the Book It app. Uh, download. They got a lot of new things coming between now and the start of the NFL season. So get in now. It's a it's a fun place to interact. Uh, you know, break balls and uh, you know win some win some stuff. And uh, John Shelton on the on the stream was just beating up on Parles. Oh, man. he was on him. Bro. Hashtag on fade Parles. Stick to golf, Parles. Wow, <laughs> killing this guy. No, they were all because they they didn't think he was going to be on today, so they didn't make their odds. They didn't put their odds up. He didn't give them an opportunity. Right. You got to give them an opportunity to put his, put their odds up now. All right, now, now I, I know I sent or, or, or Xander's been actually trying to get some audio video that we can play from the the match last night, whether it's the Brady Rogers catch or if it's Charles Barkley. I don't know which he has, uh, but if he does have it maybe we could squeeze it in now before the end of the regulation part of the show because then in overtime here we go oh here's here's the catch barrett now this is rogers throwing the ball to brady and back brady's in the white golf shirt rogers in the black golf shirt here we go with some audio right corner oh my goodness i like it a little more i try to do a little more balance now you were doing like straight balance this year (laughs) i was like you don't like the left foot forward anymore, huh? I used to. Just a couple of guys having a.
right corner. Look at the oh zip on that ball, and they're just tossing it, Barrett. Bro, that's unbelievable, man. I mean, they're like, you, you know, maybe like 15 yards <laughs> apart. <laughs> it's just zip. You don't like the left foot forward anymore, huh? I used to. So he's talking to him about the stance. That you don't like the left foot forward anymore. Just he noticed that. Well, you watch greatness, man. You, yeah. you guess what you do? You you try to figure out. Like I, I used to watch film on Eric Williams and mm -hmm. try to pick up a little thing with Dallas, like, right? Yeah. yeah, Eric Williams. He had this move, right? And I, and I incorporated it in my game that I'd sit back and I'd punch a guy, let him get into me, and then headbutt him. Bam, bam. Mm. And he's the dupe. I, I watched him do it to Mamula one time. And that's where I got it from. I watched him do it to Mamula, and, and it made Mula drop like a bag of um of of, of Potatoes. Potatoes. I mean, he just, yeah, he just yeah. dropped Sack straight down. He was like, <laughs> bam, bam, bam. And just, he just dropped, man. He just, I mean, he just fell over. Boom. I was like, wow, let me try that. So, I mean, I I, I tried to, you know, do it. I, I was doing it to Chidi Ahana, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. From uh, He played for Tampa Bay, you know. So, I, I incorporated it into my game, man. But you go and you watch games, man. I watch games on Jackie Slater and um, – Anthony Munoz. Munoz, you know, yeah. I mean, all the greats, you know, and that's where you try to develop your game. You try to pick little bits and pieces of their game, you know, to try to get better, man. And, and you know, sometimes it works, sometimes it gets, Sometimes you just can't do what they do, bro. Right. I mean, they just, they're just, you know, just special. Yeah. You got to be a special player to be able to do it. Right. I mean, it's unbelievable, man. You know, what I've seen some guys can do, some guys can't do. All right, now I'm looking here on the stream. Uh, Penguin AZ asking is if Aton's doing a quick appearance at least. I don't think so today. No, he's you know, he's, he's, he's got things to do, and he'll be back tomorrow. So uh, no appearance from Aton today. But we got overtime coming up, and I got a special. Uh, I, I'm gonna be. This is gonna be breaking news, I think, for you, Barrett, with one of your best buddies uh, in the business. What? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, see, you know, I scour the internet looking I for see. stuff. Researching. For exactly right. <laughs> we'll take a quick time out, and we'll be back uh, with more in overtime with Barrett Brooks and Harry Mays right here on the Jacob Media YouTube channel. If you missed any of today's show on the Jacob Media channel, listen to the podcast on your way home. Available on YouTube, Apple, and Spotify. Ah, the savoring taste of a good bag of beef jerky is so enjoyable at any time of the day, as long as you can find it. Here's what we suggest. Pure Bull Beef Jerky is our answer, and soon it will be yours. Locally produced in the Philadelphia region, this high-quality, healthy protein snack is easy to secure. Go to Steersnacks.com, and you'll see hot garlic, tropical heat, Pure Bull Dry Rub, and our favorite, Huck and Fod. What's that? Huck and Fod. Go now to Steersnacks.com. In the Wildwoods, our free beaches are spacious and welcoming with plenty of room to spread out. Your seat will be waiting for you when you're ready to visit. The Wildwoods, creating cherished family memories for generations. Attention women of South Jersey and the Delaware Valley. Sign up right now with our lady NRA instructor, Nayara Andrzak, who will teach you gun safety as part of this three-hour safety class, which is being held at Delaware Valley Sports Center in Philadelphia. For information, drop an email to info at DelawareValleySportsCenter.com. That's info at DelawareValleySportsCenter.com. Learn the fundamentals at Delaware Valley Sports Center. You can't miss. Are you looking for a place to track your action, purchase picks, and share your sports betting analysis with the gambling community? Check out Book It Sports, a social media platform with an unparalleled experience catered for the sports betting community. 
on the Book It Sports app. You can track all your NFL, NBA, and college basketball picks while getting real-time updates and injury reports all in one convenient place. Start building your following today and stand out amongst your friends by downloading the Book It Sports app on the Apple and Google Play stores. Let's cash some tickets and put it on Book It. The International Brotherhood of Electrical Workers, Local Union 98, is a proud sponsor of The Labor Show with Jay Doc and Krause every Saturday night from 6 to 8 p.m. IBEW Local 98's highly trained and superbly skilled electricians are the best in the business, setting the highest safety standards in the electrical industry. So when you're planning your next industrial, commercial, or residential project, choose an IBEW Local 98 union contractor. Learn more at IBEW98.org. All right, welcome back to the Jacob Media YouTube channel. Harry Mays, Barrett Brooks, and we are in overtime. Uh, Aton will be back tomorrow. A lot of fun with our guests today, though. Jeff Kerr, Jeff Parles making an appearance, hadn't been on in a while. And, of course, RJ Choppy. And uh, got to follow all those guys uh, on social media. But I found uh, a story this morning, Barrett. And, oh, by the way, while you're at it, Give us a like and subscribe to the Jacob Media YouTube channel. The subscription level is increasing rapidly. We're now up over uh, five and a half, five thousand five hundred now. There we on go. Our, there we on go. On our way to six thousand. I'm looking at uh, trying to get to this to, to six thousand here before preseason starts because this thing is going to explode once the regular season starts. Well, it's, it's going to be big. You better get in now because. Uh... We're about to make it happen. Once football season turns around, woo. Yeah. You don't want to be an early adapter. You know, right, you get right, in on right. things, you get in on it early, you know, and then you could start spreading the word. Well, speaking of the word, I saw this uh, today that are you aware that there's a New Jersey Hall of Fame? Now, you're a resident of New Jersey. Yep. You knew that there was a Hall of Fame. No. Okay. There is. Okay. What kind of and Hall of Fame? Well, it's just like a Hall of Fame for for greatness in all types of you know vocations. It, you know, not just athletics. You can be an entertainer, you know, a, a great educator, a business person. You name it. All different kinds of of avenues to the Hall of Fame. But one of your best buddies and one of your mentors is being inducted into the New Jersey Hall of Fame. Who is this? Ron Jaworski. Get out of here, man. Yes, I'm looking here on Philly Voice. Patty Smith, Ron Jaworski, among 2021 NJ Hall of Fame inductees. Wow. So you're going to have to send Jaws a text saying congratulations on your Hall of Fame status. I wonder if he gets a jacket. Like, do they give do they give <laughs> you like a – not a gold jacket because that's Canton. But I yeah, wonder if yeah. there's some sort of maybe the state color of New Jersey, whatever that might be. You know, maybe, you know, with the, a patch of the, the, you know, the crest. Right, the, right, Or right. the flag or whatever, the state flag on the best <laughs> pocket, and they give him a jacket. Maybe your tax return. That's what it is. Oh, <laughs> more you paying taxes here. Is that Jeez. what you think it is? All his golf courses and all right, that tax man. money that the state is getting. I was talking about taxes the other day, man, here in Jersey. It's ridiculous, man. It make you want to just get up and leave, man. But, you know, Hall of Fame, he's definitely paying enough in taxes. They got to give him something, some type of refund. <laughs> wow. Unbelievable. Man, that's course. great, man. Congratulations to him, man. Yeah, Jaworski. 
it says here, of course, played 10 years for the Eagles uh, from 77 to 86. His decade with the Birds was highlighted by his Pro Bowl selection and the team's first ever Super Bowl appearance in 1980. Jaworski currently lives in Voorhees, Camden County, went on to have a successful broadcasting career with ESPN and co-ownership of the Philadelphia Soul Arena football team. So nice little write-up for Jaws. Now, he went in or is going in with Patty Smith. Do you know who Patty Smith is? No. Who's Patty Smith? Patty Smith was a like a punk rock icon back in the 70s. Mm-hmm. She had the Patty Smith group. And not, not Pat Benatar. No, not Pat Benatar. This was earlier than pre- this preceded Pat Benatar. Okay. Patty Smith's biggest hit was because was called Because the Night. And it was actually a song, I believe, that was written by a new another New Jersey icon, Bruce Springsteen. Wow. Who I would think would have to already be in the Hall of Fame, or it's really not a Hall of Fame. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, if you're gonna have a New Jersey Hall of Fame, with all due respect to Jaws. And the boss isn't in it yet. Is it really a Hall of Fame? Right, right, right. Yeah, she's kind of unique looking, too. Uh, you, that's unique. a very, very nice way to describe it, Barrett. And it's funny that you say that. Uh, she's very unattractive. Let's just be honest. Okay. Um, to each his own. I get it. But she's very unattractive. <laughs> and my first experience with Patti Smith, aside from hearing the song, which I actually liked that song. It's a cover version of... Bruce's song, but her the rest of her music sucked out loud. Okay. <laughs> and she had an album called Horses that I think was very uh, wildly acclaimed by all these critics, you know, that couldn't wait to, you know, say how great it was. It was terrible. Right. But there was another album that I remember seeing as a young kid going to the record stores back in the late 70s. Flipping through the albums and I see this Patty Smith. Okay, yeah, because the night. What's which record's that on? I'd look. Oh, it's not on this one, but look at this picture. The album was called Easter. Patty Smith Group Easter. You can look this up. And she's on the cover, and you can see her armpit hair sticking out. I swear to God. Black and white photo, I think it was. It scarred me for many years. Go look it up. I'm looking it up now. Patty Smith, P A T T I Smith, Easter. And the album photo will come up. And, and I want to get your reaction when you see it. You see it? <laughs> she's kind of like, she's kind of like, yeah. Oh, she's showing it off. Oh, yeah. Oh, are you kidding like, me? Oh, come on. Stop. <laughs> now, I don't know. I mean, do you? Do, do you think she put any secret on that morning before? You know the little. She's you know, one of those type, man. She doesn't. She doesn't wear deodorant. You right. That's what I'm saying. If you're not going to <laughs> like shave it, you're definitely not putting deodorant on it. Because then the deodorant would probably cake up with the hair. It would look really. War- it would look really bad. Oh my goodness! It, 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 you can only imagine. You oh. can only- <laughs> Terrible. So that was my that was my fir- my first like sort of memory of Patty Smith after I heard her song like oh my god that's her <laughs> oh man you just you just made my day man I can go through my day now man I got to talk football <laughs> and you talking about Patty Smith man. well you learned something on this show <laughs> you might not want to learn it after you learn it but you're like man I wish I didn't know that but that's you know. crazy man that is crazy yeah yeah and tone <laughs> tone on the stream says hey Harry and barrett 
Uh, I rode with y'all during the Maze and Aton days, and I'm an early. Am I an early adapter? Your adopter? <laughs> yes, you are, Tone. You're exactly what we're talking about. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> oh my goodness, that man! You just made my day, man. Because I, I, I didn't want to just say. I just wanted. I didn't want to say just ugly. No, I, I didn't say that. I didn't no, say ugly. Saying, I, I didn't use that word. Unique. I said you said unique, and I said unattractive. Right. <laughs> but that's my own opinion. But. Play Action Real says the Hall of Fame jacket has to have the exit number that you're from in New right, Jersey. Right. That's pretty I'm good. Ex- I'm exit four, yes. Yeah, so well, are you four? four I'm on. Yeah, I'm exit four, man. <laughs> well, then Jaws would probably be the same exit. No, or, uh, Jaws, you know what? Yeah, no, Jaws would probably be. He says he's from Voorhees, isn't that? Yeah. That's near you, right? I don't think he lives in Voorhees, though. Oh, no. I don't know. I mean, he's got different things everywhere, bro. He's oh, right, yeah. He's all over the place. Right, right. Yeah. So, so that's pretty cool. He's a Hall of Famer. Yeah, I'm going to have to shoot him a text, man. Yeah, he's I wonder if he's in the that. Youngstown State uh, Hall Oh, there's no question about that. There's no yeah, question. Yeah, he'd have to that, yeah. be, right? Yeah, he does. He is the guy. In fact, he's still he's still the the best, probably the best player ever leave there. So mm-hmm. I wonder who would be the best player to ever leave. It had to be Jaws, wouldn't it? Wouldn't you say? I, I would think so. I mean, I, they had that coach that ended up going to Ohio State. Uh, he won a bunch of championships, I think, at Youngstown. What was his name? He wore the sweater vest. He eventually got run out of there uh, in controversy. What the heck was his name? Why can't I think of that? The stream will get it. The Ohio yeah. State coach. Um, but anyway, like as far as an athlete, I can't think of any. I'm sure they have had other players in the NFL, but none – Jim Tressel says John Shelton. Tressel, that's it. Yeah, that's, that's the right. guy. Tressel, Jim yep. Tressel. Yep. He was pretty pretty famous. Are you in the Kansas State Hall of Fame? The stream. I'm not. I'm not even in the ring. You're of, not. No. There's not a there's a ring of honor, and you're not in it. No, I'm not in it. That's a disgrace. I, well, it's not a disgrace because I don't give money. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah, I've taken so it's not about money. what you've done in the league or done after you graduate. Well, I mean, I've, it's I've about done, donating. Yeah, I've done more than than most people on the field. Wow. But, you know what I mean? I mean, there's a couple of us who won Super Bowls there, but I mean, you know, we kind of started the trend of, of NFL players coming from Kansas State. You know, we were one of the well, I was, I was not one of the first, but I'm in the first in the new era of guys. You know, because they had guys like um, uh, who was that old quarterback from um, New England? Um, Steve Grogan. Gro- Steve Grogan. Oh yeah, yeah. Steve Grogan was a uh, was a guy from. Um, kansas state oh i didn't know that yeah yeah so yeah man, he was, was pretty good back in the day yeah he was really good back yeah then. went to his first super bowl yeah in 85 with tony yep. eason was on that yep. team too right yep. Yep. yeah now uh, ms69 says i go back to the 700 level sports guys on 97.5 i am an oog that is no true. question about that. that is really good that's back in like 2006 Wow. Yeah. Good stuff out of him. level. <laughs> good, good work out of everybody on the stream today. Had a whole lot of fun. And uh, don't forget, give us a like. Tell us people to subscribe. We're growing this thing from the from the ground up. And uh wouldn't be, you know, we can't do it without you. Thanks, Barrett. Great stuff today. Thanks to Xander and uh, all our guests. And we'll be back with you tomorrow along with Aton Shander at eleven o'clock. 
Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.